Blog Talk Radio. Oh, 
that would have been it. It would have been a huge hit. I am not quite, and you know what? It would have been great for him to do something like that, a remake like that, because that was set it off for night, and that would have, and it would have been a great. Then, then off could have been a possible hit. I don't know why people don't think about this. Like they put out, like he puts out weird singles sometimes. The last two albums, he's put out very weird singles that that have not, to me, been good lead-offs for albums. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm starting out talking about myself, but shit, I had a thought of it. You, you know, y'all know, shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I had a thought about how he should have done any time, any place. And he's my favorite artist. So I'm sitting here like, why doesn't he, why, why he puts out these, like, you know, these last two albums. Of, what's the last two albums been? The last two albums was, what's it, 19? It's been so long, shit, I can't. Oh, it's a trilogy. It's two. What is the two? Th- now, now, Pretty Wings was a great single to lead off with. Uh, was that like what's the, what? What else was on the Pretty Wings album? Was that the Bad Habits album? Shit, I be forgetting. Yes, it was. Pretty Wings, Bad Habits. It helped his other singles. You know what I'm saying? It helped him lead off with a great return after so long. However, then you get Lake by the Ocean, right? Which y'all like, like y'all pretended to like Lake by the Ocean. Did y'all like Lake by the Ocean? I don't know. Was Lake by the Ocean a big hit? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think it was. Like it was a, like you know for the was it? He, he said he was singing it for the water. It was something he was saying. He was singing. It was anyway. But but Lake by the Ocean was not to me a great single to lead off with. I would have led off with 1990X. Which to me, then Lake Lake by the you, to me leading off with Lake by the Ocean messed up 1990X. If me to me, you have to start off with something so grand, you know, especially when you're that type of artist that everybody is. I know that they don't like to. He's the type of artist that doesn't like to go by the expectations and stuff like that. But you know, personally. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think his last two, cho- his last choice with it. So it wasn't the two choices, right? It was the the Lake by the Ocean album, bad, and the this and night off, 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 off. Okay, as you know, you know a lot of people I know like off, but they're older people. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, that's what I say about off. It doesn't. It didn't generate any excitement. Adult contemporary does not generate. <laughs> it doesn't generate any excitement to me. But had he started off with something like that, anytime, any place. <gasps> oh my God! I just kept thinking when I heard Raheem Devine. I said this should have been a Maxwell remake. And you know, I get the feeling that Maxwell doesn't like to do remakes, but he should. You know why? He does remakes in concerts, like that Always and Forever shit and everything he's been doing. Even though I love Always and Forever, I just don't, I mean, I, I don't. Y'all know my story about Always and Forever, the people who listen to this show, okay? But uh, I kept thinking to myself, like, he picks these weird songs, like, you know, I don't I don't know. To me, I mean, you know, I, I, I you know, there's some artists that don't like remakes, but the truth is Luther did, and I'm not comparing him to Luther because nobody can compare to Luther Vandross. Sorry. Nobody. Nobody. Ever, 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 and ever, ever reign in my heart. <laughs> I mean, Maxwell reigns second, right? Like, Luther is my, the big dog. 
for me. Luther is just the greatest to me of all time. But Luther did remakes all the time, and he, he did remakes so well. I mean, remakes from big-time people, too. That Luther didn't take no shit. Luther didn't take a little piece of shit like somebody did. No, Luther would take a, a, a remake from a great and just, like, you would forget the great even did it. Like, you know, I always tell people, people superstar, which most people think, it's so funny when I have a conversation with people about Superstar, because Superstar is one of my favorite Luther songs. And I love the lyrics to Superstar, you know. But people always say, it's the groupie song. You know, do you know Superstar is a groupie song? It's about, you know, somebody falls in love with a singer that's on the road. <laughs> like, And they like, and she's, and he or she is hoping for them to come back. It was originally, I think it was done by somebody before the Carpenters, but when I first heard it was the Carpenters version, okay, the Carpenters version. Luther made it so big that the Carpenters version, because I'm a big Carpenters fan, okay. I, just, I mean, Karen Carpenter's voice is just like one of the greatest voices to me. So, But, yeah, so Luther made that song so big that people forgot the Carpenters even did that shit, okay. Luther did a lot of songs. I think he made a recent, made a How Deep Is Your Love was originally the Bee Gees. I mean, Luther does uh, A House Is Not A Home. Was that originally uh, Dion Ward? I'm not, I think so. I can't remember. But listen, and Dion was, you know, the standard pop chick back in the, like, 70s, 80s, you know, 80s. So... Yeah, I don't understand what's the deal with the remake, but I had a thought tonight. I was like, he should do a remake. Like, this is like that song when I heard it, I was still to myself, but it has to be a remake that's unique. Like, that song when I heard it, when I heard that, 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 him doing that, and I thought to myself, like, okay, so let's talk about Raheem Devine for a minute. Devine. Is that saying his name right? Raheem Devine or Devine? Devine? Okay. When he first came out, like, you know, he had that song. Like, he he did what kind of the Lucky Day thing, the the Earth, Wind, and Fire song. He took that Earth, Wind, and Fire song. What was that song uh, that he did off of Earth? Was it the same song? Was this a, is it the same damn song that Lucky Day he did? Wait a minute. Uh, what, where he says, uh, what's that song? Oh, my God. What is that song by Raheem? Shit, I forgot it. That first single he had. And it was an Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, thing. Uh, uh, that's going to bother me. Okay, on the break, I may have to look for it. But Raheem, and if I forget, y'all know how y'all know how I'll be doing. But Raheem Devine did a single with, let me see if I can find it right now. Y'all know how I do it. I look for stuff on the air, okay? This is a freestyle show. It's always freestyle, really. But I usually have a show written out. But, no, this time, you know. Let's talk about it. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find it. He had a song that it was like a remake. It was kind of like a what Lucky Day did where you want my, uh, uh, can't hide love. He did one. He did one too. And oh my goodness, um, what was it? I can't think of what that song was. It makes me upset. Uh, it, it was Can't Hide Love. It's the same fucking song. Wait a minute. Hold on. Are they using the same song? Wait a minute. I thought it was the same song. Why would you use the same song? Did they use it? Lucky they used the same song. What the hell? Yeah. Well, he did 
did it, guess who loves you more? Remember the guess who loves you more? And he's had a couple of great songs, maybe two, three more, a couple more. But he seems like he's been trying to find himself ever since, like trying to find a great, like a, a place to land, to find his way back. He's sounding more and more D'Angelo-like. I mean, he might as well take D'Angelo's style. I mean, where is he at? You know? Shit. Pretty soon people going to be taking Maxwell's Because <laughs> where the fuck is he at? <laughs> well, you can't take Maxwell. Maxwell's out here on tour with no night album. But, but... D'Angelo ain't even is D'Angelo even on tour? What's the, I, you know what I was thinking today? I had a thought when I was hearing this song with when I was hearing this song by what's it Raheem Devine because he did Anytime Anyplace Janet he remade Anytime Anyplace so in my head I was thinking about why wow, this because he was sounding so much like D'Angelo on the song maybe let me let y'all hear a little bit of it. hold on let me see if we can can we put uh, What's it? Where's he at? Where he's got this song? Uh, yeah, he had that other song, You. Yeah, was it that him? Was that him? I think it was. Not the, that's the, the one by the other one. What is that song, uh, Anytime Any, okay. Let's switch out here a little bit of the Janet version. Is this it? Okay, let's listen. Vocals are on point, okay? Shit, I can't. But I like Janet's. Because you know why I like the Janet one more? Because Janet has a light voice, and I don't think you need to do. Even though I love him, I like his vocals on it. The truth is I love Janet's vocals. And not because y'all know I'm in love with Janet Jackson, but because I think it's just a simple song. It's so simple and sexy, you know. And But back to Raheem Devine. I feel like he's been trying to find himself. He's going to find himself with this song. This was smart to remake. He likes it. I mean, you know, y'all all like y'all do remakes, okay? Um, but I wish that Maxwell would have came up with this idea to do Anytime, Anyplace. Because he could deliver the sexy. Not saying Raheem Devine is not sexy. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that it's very few artists out there that have the high level of sex appeal that Maxwell does. So when you have that and you have a song like Anytime, Anyplace, he could have used that to his advantage. What the fuck? But we're still hearing, I'm in the zone. <laughs> Am I alone? <laughs> I'm in the zone. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. It's going on me. That's it. Put down the shades. Let's drink lemonade. <laughs> this would have been better. I like where Raheem Devon is up, but I was thinking tonight about it. I was going, oh, shit, yeah. But not only, but, okay, let me get back to my original. Y'all know how flighty I am. Let me get back to my original question, okay? My original question while he was singing this, so I was listening to this song on Heart and Soul, I was thinking to myself, 
what does D'Angelo do in between the albums? Because he's gone so long. Like, how does D'Angelo live? Like, did he have that big of hits where he can, like, just chill like this? <laughs> I was wondering. I'm just like, what, is it tour money? I don't know. What? I just was wondering. It's not my business to count nobody tweet, but I just was like, you know, what does he do? I was just wondering in my head. I was like, what does he do? Like, we know what Maxwell does. He tours without a night album. He tours. He makes the night tour, but no night <laughs> But Maxwell has a few, a bigger, like a little bit, you know. Maxwell is different. Maxwell rose to a different level. Of so, I'm, but D'Angelo, I'm very curious about because this guy is sounding just like him now. I mean, I don't think when Raheem Divine came out, he sounded like D'Angelo before. Maybe there were similarity things, but not much. But I'm wondering, like, what do you do, D'Angelo? Because now you've got a guy who's crafting your sound. So well, I don't know. Can he come back? Well, yeah, because he's D'Angelo. But I, I just wonder what he does. Like, how does he make a living? I'm like, because you know, he's not even at. Like, I don't even hear like D'Angelo being randomly somewhere. Like, D'Angelo on the what was that? The thing he was supposed to have at Devil's Pie or something like that. Did it ever come out? I don't know. Like, I don't hear him going around promoting something. <laughs> Yeah, like doing random concerts. Like he was for a little bit, like a few years ago. I saw him a couple of places. But I don't see, he's not somebody you see on the scene. So I'm always wondering in my head, like, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing? What, like, what does he do? But, th- but, but, but I say all this to say. There's two things I say all this to say. D'Angelo, you better hurry up and come back out because Raheem Devine is crafting a very, and this is like the second or third song I've heard of his that sounds a lot like D'Angelo. The next one is, Maxwell, you need to make a remake. I mean, you know, I mean, it, 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 our, listen, it, oh, I was, th- like, oh, how can I say this? I love the idea that Raheem Devine did. It's gone now. It would have been great for Maxwell. But Maxwell needs something to gather attention. Off is not it. And I was just like, you know. But it made me to think. I thought about it tonight as I was listening to Raheem Devine. Because I was like, "Mm, yeah, that would have been dope. I don't know. Like you should not be scared to make the remakes. Like you know, like I would have loved if he would have remade Simply Beautiful, you know, and put it on wax so that we could have it. Like we go to iTunes and hear your version. We don't. We don't have to go to YouTube to see get a random video to hear Maxwell sing Simply Beautiful. Maxwell slayed that song. I would have loved to see him put it out in an album. You know, like a song, like on one of his singles. You know, I mean, it's just like, you know, what's the deal? Or maybe remake a Marvin song. You know, I don't know. Are we scared of Marvin? Because you're a lot like Marvin. I don't get it. 
But anyway, yeah, just random thoughts I had today. After I heard Raheem Devine did Anytime, Anyplace. Now, I know people are loving it, but I do love the simplicity of Janet. To me, you don't need to go all that hard. You know, it's like, who's the the Christmas song that they play and he goes real hard? (laughs) It's an old school artist. White Christmas, Otis Redding. Like, I know a lot of people love White Christmas, but I'm like, damn, he goes real hard. I mean, you know, I play it on here sometimes. Speaking of that, it's almost Christmas music time. Yay. (laughs) I'm excited, okay? Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, but I was thinking of all of that. You know, like sometimes you don't need to go hard, that hard. It's a simple song. You just need to keep it simple. But I think also that it's very sexy the way he did it, but I just could imagine if Maxwell would have made it, it would have taken it all kind of levels. Like I said, I would have brought, like, like tons of Fenty underwear if he would have done that. Tons of Fenty underwear spraying them with my favorite perfume and throwing them on stage if he's saying anytime he's <laughs> I would have done it. Buy them and throw them. He, he would deserve that if he did, if he would have made this. If he would have made anytime any place, oh, my God. He would have got all kind of underwear up on stage. I would even brought a bra set, bra panty set to throw up there. I'd throw the bras to me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, does, does always and forever get the panties thrown? <laughs> I miss the panties. I miss the back where we got through panties at. I feel like there's several different versions, and like right now we're getting the funny for the fun guy version. I like him. I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like all Maxwell versions, but there's like you know he's Gemini. So there's several versions, so I feel like we're on the like the nice like goofy. Maxwell run, like, but he's turning back into the, uh, like, before our eyes going back to, like, it's like a pendulum switch. Like, with the braids, when you see the braids coming in, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, here comes the sexy one. With the beard, you're like, oh, here comes the sexy Maxwell. We might get some, like, panty-throwing moments. You know, I'm a Scorpio. I like the panty-throwing moments. Yeah, because, you know, like, that's my, Maxwell is my version of the strip cell, you know, the strippers. I don't like strippers. So my version, I mean, no, 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 wait, hold on, because I don't want to tell strippers, wait a minute, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I don't like, here's my deal, let me explain this. It's not that I don't like strippers. I Because, you know, I said I think I was a stripper in another, another life, if there are, if there's such a thing as another life. It's not that I don't like strippers. That's not, I don't want to say that. I don't like male strippers strippers to perform for me that doesn't that does nothing for me i mean from i have a lot of girlfriends who love male strippers i would probably rather see a female stripper male strippers just don't do i'm sorry it just doesn't I, i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know it but it doesn't mean I, i'm not I, can't, I shouldn't say i don't like you i'm not saying that maybe i haven't been introduced to the right thing but it's just for me, like every time that we've like we've I've had random things, even my bachelorette party, all this stuff, my friends all knew. No, you do not, don't do that. She will, she will like literally like walk out because that's just not a. Tr- I because you know this is this is why because I 
for men, I like like a mystery, mystery, seductive like quality. <laughs> and that doesn't turn me on. I know it turns a lot of ladies on. It's just not me. It's just not my thing. <laughs> but no offense, it doesn't mean I don't like you. It just means it's just not, I, I you know. I wouldn't, it doesn't, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no. It just doesn't. <laughs> I like to imagine, the, like, I like to use creativity. And it just, I don't know. It's not that, it's not that there isn't creative uh, male strippers. It's just for me, that is just really, yeah, no. So I always tell my my girlfriends is like my version of the strip club would be a Maxwell concert, <laughs> and they always go why, and I say well because he has like a seductive brand. I like, but I'm a Scorpio, so I love seductive brands, you know, with a Leo ascendant. So I'm gonna like seductive brands. So yeah, so that that's yeah. But no, the male. No, I don't mean to say I don't like y'all because like, yeah, you gotta be politically correct with y'all nowadays. Y'all be right me and yeah, 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 like a male stripper. You've never seen me strip. I had a male stripper friend years ago when I was lived in Kansas City, and he a lot of women liked him everything, and he used to say same thing. I'd be like, I'm don't worry, I'm sorry, I would not invite you to a party. <laughs> I mean, it just was not. I was like, that's just not sexy to me. I'm sorry. I mean, but it's not doesn't mean that it's not sexy to random women, okay? You know, or maybe I just haven't seen the right strip show, okay? <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, so now we got to get into some other news this week. I just thought I'd give my two cents on that. All right, so for my week, how did it go? Man, we're close. I'm close. I'm close to graduation. Yay. This semester, let me tell y'all, so much. I don't know, you know. So, like, this week, this weekend was um, my uh, my debut directing for, uh, I we, we, oh, my God. I did uh, the show King Arthur Socks. So proud of my cast. I mean, they were better than I could have imagined. I mean, I was like, oh, my God. So, listen, I get to see a live run on Thursday, right, because we didn't know there was going to be a live run, but they had one. This is a long story. So they they we they had a live run of the show on Thursday, and so I you know you get to figure and it's kind of like a rehearsal live run right, but it was in front of an audience okay, and then Saturday's a big day. There are two big shows. First show, I had to listen from backstage because we sold out. It was two other uh, student directed plays too, so my play and two other very talented students. Uh, who I know and go to class. I'm um, in class with, and I mean, we were all like, we're 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 backstage trying to listen to our shows, <laughs> and we're running around trying to get out because we couldn't go into the first one because we had to give up our seats for you know people to see the the show, right? Which I'm happy. I 
I'm so I was excited. I was backstage. I'm I'm hoping I don't fall out the curtain. So I mean, <laughs> and my show ran. My show is like about a thirty minute run or whatever. And uh, it it was it was great. So Saturday night, two seats available in the show. Me and my assistant director get them. Okay, and listen. Oh my God! I was super proud of everybody. All three of the shows were dope. Like great shows, right? And I was so proud of my cast because, oh my goodness, it was just a beautiful thing. They had the the growth of not only myself, but them, the leaps and bounds in their in their performance and how they came across. You know, it's like watching. You know your 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 child grow a little bit, but real super fast. I'm not a kid, you know. I don't have any kids, but you know, I can imagine it's like that, you know. So it was like so fun, and to see people's families and friends and students and everybody enjoying it and laughing and knowing that you were allowed to. Uh, help these uh, beautiful actors to go on their journey and to create the best performance possible was so rewarding. And I was so excited. It was so great. I had, I was very happy. I was very proud of it. And, yeah, I can't say enough, man. So it's a relief for me because, now I have this off of me. I'm like, woohoo, yes, <laughs> right? I have another performance coming up, though. We're doing clown shows. I'm going to be a clown. <laughs> and you know what? My clown name, I'm a clown, right? Because we have this show called Physical Theater, and so we're, we have a clown show coming up in December. And I'm dressed up as a clown and everything. But my clown, we name our clowns in class. And my clown's name, y'all would never succeed. Y'all going to laugh. Y'all going to be like, that's what she gets. That's cool. <laughs> It's DJ Bucky B, and the B stands for Beyonce. <laughs> I didn't make it up. <laughs> but it's so cool. So we're doing a whole little, my my cloud is doing this whole little thing to Beyonce. Crazy in Love. We were doing it uh, Deja Vu because Deja Vu is one of my favorite Beyonce songs. But we're going to do Crazy in Love. See, I don't hate her. I know y'all think I do. I am going to tonight. You're going to probably think I hate her when I talk about these AMA awards that she just won for that she should not have. And nine nominations. Seriously. And the fact that she won over in the R&B category and Silk the Sonic. She did Silk Sonic. Seriously. I mean, you know, okay, I know, I, listen, it doesn't mean I dislike you because I tell the truth on you. It just means that, you know, hey, you're a little overhyped. That's what all I'm saying, you know, this what it is. <laughs> so I will talk, but I'll get to that bit now. But, yeah, so I'm doing, that's coming up. So I'm excited about that. Clown is different for me. It's like, oh, God. Because, you know, I'm always thinking to myself, because it's a fun class, but I'm always thinking to myself, when was the last time I was a child? Because when I was a child, I didn't feel like a child. When I was a child, I was like a little mature kid. You know? Really, I don't ever remember doing, like, I do. I did play with dolls and stuff like that, but even in a mature way, I don't know, you know? So, it's, so it gives me a chance to explore uh, this kiddish vibe, you know, and have a great time. So it's so uh, 
such a fun class, and I can't wait for that performance, so I'm excited about that. <sighs> and I have a couple of showcases and stuff. So, yeah, it's a lot. So that's why sometimes I'm not consistent with y'all on shows, but we're coming, okay? I do have something planned for y'all. I have two people I really want to get on the show uh, one to talk to you guys about codependency and stuff like that. And you know what? I really I'm gonna try to get them on the same show together because I feel like this the the person I want to have on the show that um, talks about codependency and everything. Uh, the story of one of my uh, Maxwell girlfriends. I always call them Maxwell girlfriends because I met them through the Maxwell thing or whatever. Hannah, Hannah, who you know was one of my, who was a gracious host for me in uh, Little Rock when I came to Little Rock. She, I mean, she, you know, I let her know I was there. I mean, she really, um, she met me at the show. She took me back to my hotel. I mean, just really sweet. I mean, kind. I was just great. Okay, and um, we met each other also in Vegas. Uh, you know, we Maxwelled out. We going to fish. Like we'd be like, how people be like, how many Maxwell shows you been to this year? Anyway, but, so, she has a wonderful story. Not a wonderful story. It's not wonderful at all. But a story is wonderful in a way because of how she handled the situation and how she grew from it. So I'm working on her coming on the show to tell the story because I think it would it help. You know, I think it would help women to hear this story because there's a lot of women out here like her that may not make such, you know, that have come through things where at one time in their life their decision-making skills weren't great and it took them in a place they never thought. So I, I, I'm excited. To, I want to try to have her on the show soon, and so I'm going to be trying to talk to her this week. And then I'm also going to be trying to schedule um, this other wonderful young lady. She's been on uh, stuff around here, um, and she's got a, a bestseller book and stuff like that. She's also a wonderful, uh, big, like nice, I mean, great hairdresser, uh, and um, I'm trying to work on getting her on. Uh, people know her in this, the, the Dallas area. Uh, Cece is great, so I'm I am I am looking forward trying to trying to get people on right now. So I'm gonna maybe you know you guys may get some interviews uh, the next. Like next couple, of, maybe a couple of weeks, we'll see here. Okay, um, let's see what else do we want to talk? What else do I need to talk to y'all about? So I touch y'all about my week. My play ends up really good. Oh, let me tell you, I was looking so cute. I was looking cute, cute. <laughs> I got about this outfit, right? That's like a sweater. Like, it's really it's heavy sweater knit, you know, outfit. It's like a sweater, but it's kind of like it's winter, but it's, it has a summer vibe because it's like a mid-top. It's also all sweater, and it's white and black, right? And I was like, God, I can think of a place where I can wear this to. You know, where I'm going to wear it? Do so I have any Maxwell concerts I'm doing next? <laughs> no, I don't. No, so I was like, I can't have it. So I wore it to my uh, my uh, director's debut, and I got so many compliments on it. I felt so cute and warm and cute. <laughs> so I it, it, I had a blast. Okay, not only did I have a blast, but I looked cute. 
I look good. <laughs> All right. So I was so excited about this, so excited about my journey so far with class and school. And y'all continue to pray for me. You know what? I am feeling y'all prayers because y'all must be praying for me because I'm telling you, 2022 has been like, whoa. Shout out to my, not only shout out, you know, shout out to, to I got to say this, my astrology lady, <laughs> Apollonia, Apollonia, you so quick. So many things, me and her, she's like, you know, sometimes you're astrologist, like, like, I feel like God sometimes brings the people in your life to encourage you and stuff like that. I feel like that with her. And so, you know, like, there, she's rough. I mean, she be saying some stuff to me that I just have, like, you know, I can't accept sometimes. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, uh, like a year or two ago, she gave me some great advice about how to organize myself, you know, according to, you know, astrology. And let me tell you, it's it's it, it was great, great, great advice. So y'all, if y'all interested in, like you like astrology like me, the astrologylady. dot com. You can go. You can also find her on uh, YouTube and stuff. You know, I, I she, she don't pay me for no promotion, nothing like that. She's just a great astrologist. So I, you know, and she's she she. I mean, she lets you know. She lets you know. <laughs> you might not agree with everything she say, but she does. She does keep it real. So I, yeah. So I was. So I'm. You know, I'm excited about that. I feel like God has brought so many things to me to help me understand myself and to help me to move a little better on my journey, to get a little bit more focused and see things. I'm a little nervous because. You know, this is the end of a journey that has been a long journey, and um, I've learned so much new stuff, and I'm just like, whoa! Like, you know, I don't, you know, how you don't want the momentum to break, right? So, uh, y'all just keep praying, okay? Just keep praying, send the prayers away, keep it, uh, you know, um, and sending good vibes, okay? I appreciate everything, all right? All right, so next, as I told y'all about that, my week. Uh, okay, so when we get back, we're going to talk the latest news. I don't really know, you know, what's going on out here in these streets. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about Trey Songs because Trey Songs has gotten, allegedly a woman has filed, there's another woman out here who's filed more assault charges. I'm like, I'm starting to hear more about Trey songs and assault than I am his music. I don't even remember what he songs he sang. What song he? <laughs> I don't even. You know, at least with R. Kelly's ass, I know R. Kelly had a number. Like you know, R. Kelly like a you know got a number hit. You can't be acting a fool. I mean, you know, you got he's acting a fool. He ain't even got a bunch. <laughs> he was starting to know, be known for his foolishness the more than the music. Okay. And then we got to talk about y'all and Chris Brown, y'all, this Chris Brown fascination y'all have with Michael Jackson. Y'all got to stop that. Really, stop. Stop. I, I know people who say that, when they say that, they either know Chris, probably celebrities who know Chris Brown or something trying to hype him up, or it's people who weren't around in the 80s. You, if you know what Michael Jackson is, you know there is no comparison out here, nobody. Nobody, nobody, not no, but not even Beyonce, okay? Because y'all fake with Beyonce. Let me tell you, one no faking with Michael Jackson. Y'all fake with Beyonce. Beyonce, she's everything. But them album sales be looking otherwise. 
And I know this is an era that don't sell albums. Okay, even the concert sales sometimes are looking otherwise, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, when she have a concert next time, she's going to sell out real quick and so fast, you know, if it ain't too bad a recession. But listen, and you know, and we're going to talk about Taylor Swift and them, them Ticketmaster tricks and all that stuff. We're going to talk about, <laughs> talk about alleged, that's my Carlotta's theory. We're going to talk about that too, but back to Beyonce. Y'all be faking out here with Beyonce. Beyonce's nowhere near Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was not faking. That shit wasn't fake, okay? And that was done in the 80s. Shit. 80s, in the era, in the 80s, when Michael Jack, when the world was a much larger place, and you had to sell, I remember, my, I remember the Victory Tour, having to send in the newspaper to get your tickets. Oh, y'all ain't really, y'all, y'all ain't for real out here. Talking about Beyonce and Chris Brown. Y'all better get y'all ass out of here. No, you ain't seen no shit like Michael Jackson. Only thing you seen like Michael Jackson, close to Michael Jackson, and I didn't even see that era. But the only thing I can think of is the Beatles, and people say they weren't even that crazy. And Elvis. That's it. The rest of y'all talking about Beyonce and all them. Beyonce can't even sell, uh, how many records? Did she finally get a million? I mean, they probably went out and bought some. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, she finally got a, a, something out of here. And Beyonce couldn't even break 75,000 albums on it. What, uh, was it 200,000? When did she get on that King? What's the song? It was two of them, too. It was two. She did twice. She released them twice. Didn't she? Black as King, whatever that shit. Beyonce couldn't even crack the top ten. Uh, 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 what's the Disney people? Shit, I ain't got time for y'all talking about Michael Jackson. Shit, talking about this thing. She the new Michael Jackson. Chris Brown the new Michael Jackson. Y'all better shut up. Shut up. These are people who obviously wasn't around in 1985, okay? And see the shit that went on with Michael Jackson. He was ridiculous, okay? Shit, I even look back on that shit and say, what the fuck was he on there? I mean, it was crazy, okay? So I'm just telling y'all, okay? So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, Tiffany Cross being fired from MSNBC with Chow. They was about to do marches and protests and shit. Well, allegedly, it's not my business. But allegedly, Tiffany Cross wasn't fired for her for her speaking out. It was some other shit going on. We'll talk about that. And uh, oh Lord, Adele done broke down crying at another Vegas show. Jesus, what did that man done did now? What did the man do? What has he done? What's that man saying that she's messing with? I forget his name, dude. What you do? Don't start. Don't start no shit now. She got to finish that Vegas run or whatever shit. Can't afford no more craziness. All right, so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about them talking about Wakanda and about recasting and all that a little bit. We got, we got a lot of time. We got a lot, a lot, a lot. Michelle Obama out here talking and giving marriage advice in these streets. And why I'm going to tell y'all, y'all can't be paying no attention to Michelle Obama, okay, because she lived way differently. All right, so we, we, we will talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back. Meanwhile, okay, what are we going to do? I don't know, y'all. What's the plan? I, 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 don't, I didn't know exactly what we, you know, I, I didn't have a, you know, a plan for music. Okay, let's do, um, let's do since we talked 
about Maxwell, my fave. Let's do Maxwell Bad Habits, okay? It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
that's Don't Disturb, Don't Disturb This Groove, my top song of all time. No. No, 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 no. Top song of all time. I have a weird list, okay? I have a weird list. But Don't Disturb This Groove, oh, my God. I met one other person that had this thing that said the same thing to me, said, you know, it's like a group of, like a, like a cult of us that have this song as our favorite song. Really, I, I remember hearing it years ago. I got, actually, y'all hear, know the story out here. I used to be on, I used to come, when I was a young girl, I used to, there was this, used to be this show called Radioscope. And I was a big New Edition fan, so that's all I did was listen to Radioscope. And they talk about New Edition. And I used to be on Radioscope. And they would call, like, you know, you, you get to call in and ask about your favorite artist. And I was calling in the radio scope all the time. And so, like, my friends and everything were like, oh, we heard you on radio scope. All kind of crazy stuff. Excuse me, y'all. I'm drinking and talking to y'all. Okay. So, the, one of the albums they sent me was The System. And I let it sit up in my thing for the longest, like, in my room, I remember, just not paying attention. And then one day I was watching BT. And don't discover the video comes on. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is this song? And then I realized, I saw the name. I'm like, I got that record. I wrote it. Man, I have been a that, – that song, <sighs> it's my heart. I think that song is like one of the songs engraved on my heart. Don't disturb this groove. Like, you know, that in Kissing You, Kissing You, Keith Washington, I love that. I love Once in a Lifetime Groove by New Edition. Weird stuff. I got weird songs. Okay, it's okay. But like some of my top five, like, 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 just I, because I love the the music, the way them, like, I like ethereal, like, don't disturb this group. The music takes you to like a whole another place, you know. It's like it's so like it's it's hot. I love it. One of my favorite songs. And then before that, you know, Maxwell with the Bad Habits. Okay, so listen, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth out here in these streets. Okay, I was watching. They showed a video thing the other day of Maxwell. They had all the videos, Maxwell videos on BT. They were showing. I don't know why they were showing them, but um, they showed Bad Habits, and I was like, shit, I need to. Carrie Washington. I mean, she. Like, if I got to like what Carrie Washington did in that video, I mean, just like you know. You know, I always said, and she made, she, Carrie Washington made me dream. I said, I need to be a Maxwell video girl, like a Bond girl. I feel like it needs to be Maxwell, they're Maxwell video girls. Like, I'm the something, something. I'm, I, I think I need to, I need. I might need to run around a block 50 times and eat nothing but uh, salads and, <laughs> and fruit. But I want to be a Maxwell video girl. If I can, I do, I do it. I always tell my friends, if I did a scene like Carrie Washington, I might just retire from acting. I just might say, shit, I'm, what else can I do? <laughs> I done did that scene with Max. I'm done. That video is so dope. Can I just say that Bad Habits video is dope? That's a dope bit. I mean, it's just a dope video, you know? It's like all sexy and dark and shit. It's it's like, I like it. Yeah. Like it. So, one of my full best videos, Okay. Shit, she made me want to be a Maxwell video girl. Like, I'm like, shit, I need to be a Maxwell video girl. Can I get some what Carrie Washington? Can I do what Carrie Washington did? <laughs> my friends would be like, oh hell no, you will not go near them. <laughs> Baby, like, oh no, 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 we not gonna, we not gonna hear about you for years and years talking about you did a Maxwell video. I be talking about, you know, when I did that Maxwell video. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. I'm stupid out here. It's the CC Show. I am back, okay? And, you guys, we are talking, getting ready to get into our news. It is a freestyle show tonight, so y'all know all the random shit that's going to come out of my mouth, okay? It's, I don't know. It'd be random shit anyway, okay? So we're going to start talking about it. Let's talk about Trey Sung's ass out here, okay? Hey, is it another, another person talking about they a victim of Trey Sung's? According to RonsonSnitch.com, earlier this month there were rumors that R&B singer Trey Sung's brutally assaulted a woman at a bowling alley in New York. The rumors were true from TMZ. This is via TMZ, I mean, via Ronald Smith, via TMZ. New York Police Department sources tell us that the alleged victim filed a report in late October claiming Trey punched her in the face repeatedly while inside a bowling alley bathroom. We're told she alleges that T.S. dragged her by the hair and that she was taken to the hospital for, the co- uh, for what the cops were, were visible minor injuries. Our sources say that a woman is a worker at this establishment, but it's unclear what might have uh, precipitated this. There's not much context beyond the, her account, although our sources say the woman recognized Trey and identified him by the name, name to the police after the fact. There are now active, uh, there, there's now an active case for this, and the cops are interested in talking to Trey. Um... Listen, I mean, this is a lot. I mean, you know, I would say, listen, people say, well, Carlotta, you didn't believe all the women from Trey Song, I mean, from Art Kelly. Let me explain something. Okay? Wasn't that I didn't believe him. I said that you can't bring, I don't believe you should be able to bring cases from 20 years. Because a lot of these juries, I don't know what's going on, but they, they I, I've listened to some of these cases. I, I mean, you know, mm, they don't have enough evidence, in my opinion. Uh, but um, not that I don't believe him. It's that when you coming down the pike with some story after 20 years, you need some evidence with it. Even though nowadays you don't need evidence, which is scary. Because we should all be scared of a situation where you don't have enough evidence and people are getting convicted. Because that can happen to you, me, your your son, your your brother, your uncle, your father, anybody, you know, and your daughter, your your sister, your 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 wife, or anybody. Okay, if you if one person is found guilty, even if you think they're guilty in your gut, we don't convict people on gut. We convict people on the evidence, and when we're allowing people to get rid, come up with twenty years of crimes. I'm like, back in nineteen twenty two. And they don't have no evidence. It's, it's just it's kind of messed up, okay? And especially when I say this with celebrities, what I will say with celebrities is because there's a payoff. Like a lot of prosecutors would be like, we don't want celebrities. Celebrities should be treated like the rest of everybody else. I disagree with that. Celebrities should be treated like everybody else in terms of if they do something bad, but their cases, how you approach their cases, and they know this too and how uh, they are treated by the public. Because with celebrity, you have so many people that not only love you but despise you because of your celebrity or jealous or hateful. And also, this is it's a, with celebrity, you can benefit from being an accuser. And I'm not saying that none of the, a lot of these celebrities are not creeps and bums. 
and rapists and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you have a celebrity, to me, the burden of proof becomes a little different. You have to vet a little harder. When 10, I've said this on this show before, when 10 people uh, come after Joe Blow, Juju B down the street, that don't nobody know, and 10 women have the same story of JoJo Blow, uh, ain't no reason to lie on him. You ain't going to get no payoff. But when 10 women in celebritydom have the same stories, it's a possibility. Like, you got to look at it and say, shit, well, they, 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 I'll tell them the truth. But the problem with celebrity that comes with celebrity is there are people who will pay people to lie to, to bring down somebody. There are people who will... Uh, lie so they can get in the newspaper and get their name out there. There are people who are fame hoes and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that of women who accuse all women who accuse celebrity. I'm just saying that no, the burden of proof is a little different and possibly a little higher because with celebrity comes a lot of things. So it, ten women lying on a celebrity that can happen because. They know they're going to get some payoffs. They know the news outlets and everything going to be after them, right? Doesn't mean you shouldn't look into their case. Doesn't mean you shouldn't because that's, that's still strange. You you just need to vet them to make sure that the stories are act, or are are for real. Like you can't just say, oh, if 10 women say it, it, it that means he did it, not with celebrity, or that or she did it. Because celebrity brings out different fascinations in people, and it draws so many things. With a celebrity, you can go along the stuff. Like today, I can go hold a press conference talking about Bill Cosby back in 1981. I was when I was like 10. I was trying to audition on Sesame Street, and Bill Cosby was there, and Bill Cosby did something to me. I can go tell that story and get publicity tonight. People calling me up. Yeah, what did you say about Bill Cosby? all this stuff, and it could be a complete lie. But I'm getting money, getting paid to come on shock shows and everything. Why? Because it's connected to celebrity. That doesn't mean that, you know, uh, a person isn't telling the truth. It just means that it's you should you need to vet them a lot more because with celebrity draws all kinds of crazy situations, okay? Now, Trey Sons, which brings me to old Trey. Trey, you, Trey ain't got that big enough to me for everybody to be lying. Okay. You know. Like R. Kelly, there's a lot of people investing in R. Kelly. R. Kelly, R. Kelly say it's a conspiracy against me. I'm not more likely to believe a conspiracy against R. Kelly's ass, okay? Not to say that I don't believe nothing that some of the women ain't telling the truth on R. Kelly. I'm just saying I'm more than likely because R. Kelly has a lot of shit and money and hits and all kind of shit surrounding him, okay? And when you say you been assaulted by R. Kelly's ass, you don't get some you don't get some publicity, okay? Whether you're lying or not, huh? Trey's ass. I don't even remember what what was this what was, what's the last Trey song song y'all remember? Y'all know by name. Does anybody know what? I gotta look it up. I gotta look Trey Songz up. Cause I don't know. What's the last one? Was it Friends? What was that song? Friend, love and Friends? Shit, I don't even remember the name of it. What? 
But I do remember him getting uh, getting arrested out here, arrested with, in Kansas City with the Chiefs and for something like this. Then he was a, then it was some other girls claiming he did something. See, I can remember. I, he his assault is more bigger than it. Uh, alleged his alleged assault is more bigger than his fucking career. They ain't got no reason to lie on your ass. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be, they shouldn't, the women still shouldn't be vetted with him because women, because it's, even though it's a, it's very little celebrity here, he's starting to be known more for his shit than his, his celebrity is very little compared to R. Kelly. That doesn't mean the women still shouldn't be vetted because it's still celebrity and it still draws crazy, but I'm more likely to believe these women because About Trey, who gonna lie on Trey? Cause Trey ain't got that many hits out here. Why you lying? Is the Illuminati at the Trey's uh, catalog? <laughs> is it? Is Trey's catalog got that big? The, the Illuminati won't they do back? Did he make a deal with the devil? And the devil was out here talking about Trey. Shit, you owe me some. Trey, it's time to pay off. <laughs> shit, Trey, if you made a deal with the devil. You need to take his soul because he ain't did shit for you, okay? Let me just say this. Trey Songs, I'm starting to think he might need to deal with whatever demon- whatever situations he got going on. This when you hear about a man constantly kicking some woman's ass and stuff like that, see, it makes me wonder if those other pesky rumors about Trey Songs I heard was true. But I'm going to digress on saying what they were. But y'all know some of y'all out there know what they And, you know, if we're not dealing with some other issues here, you know, issues that we can't be fully ourselves in lives. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm just saying y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, because when you start kicking people's ass, you start being irritated out of the blue, are we feeling trapped in some sort of way, you know, in life? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe they are lying on Trace. I'm going to give Trace on the bit. Everybody is innocent until proven guilty, okay? All I'm saying is how you are known, you are doing more kicking ass, allegedly, than music. Now, that wasn't the case with R. Kelly. R. Kelly always has music. R. Kelly always has. I can't compare him to R. Kelly. I won't even put him and R. Kelly in the same sentence. Because Robert was a big star, not only in terms of music, singing, but writing. Okay, can we can we agree to that? His writing uh, and producing and all this stuff. Trey, not so much. I'm struggling to remember Trey's last song. Shit. They ain't going to cover for you, you know, Trey, out here. You ain't got nothing. Let me just shut up here. Just... Trace all the luck to Trey Sons, but you know it sounded a little fishy. I mean, because I just don't understand the benefit to lying on Trey, right? This point, I mean, I see some benefits because he does have celebrity, but not the extreme way of R. Kelly. Okay, is what it is. Get it together, Trey Sons. Get it together. Allegedly, I mean, whatever. Stories is true. Okay. So I want to talk about y'all up here comparing. I just, I'm tired. Y'all out in these streets, 
comparing Chris Brown to Michael Jackson. And then y'all got mad this week because Chris Brown got canceled for doing the 40th anniversary of Thriller on AMAs, okay? And let's first, let's get with this. This is about Michael Jackson, okay? Because Akon's ass brought this back up this week. Can I just be thinking Akon be out here just trying to just talk shit so he can get some publicity? Like, he give, like, little snippets, you know, and shit. Okay. Akon's theory, this is according to RollingOut.com, Akon's theory about what kept Chris Brown from being the next Michael Jackson. There is no next Michael Jackson. There's only Michael Jackson. <clears throat> It says, throughout his career, Chris Brown has been compared to Michael Jackson. So has Usher. So has B. B. Howard. (laughs) I mean, no, 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 no. B. Howard is the truth. But I'm just saying, a lot of people being compared to Michael Jackson. Due to his amazing voice and stage presence every time he performs. Shit, and it's, listen here, it's great Michael Jackson impersonators out here, too. Shit, I'm just... Unfortunately, a few roadblocks in Chris Brown's career have held the artist back from reaching his true potential, and Akon thinks he knows why he couldn't reach a higher level. During an interview with Shannon Sharp on the Club Shay Shay podcast, Akon shared his thoughts on Brown. He says, in this day and age, the only person, in my opinion, that could have achieved just a great legacy, just as great a legacy as Michael Jackson, that's because Akon does not understand Michael Jackson's legacy would have been Chris Brown, Akon said. I just believe that Chris Brown wasn't surrounded by the circle of creative people that Mike was surrounded by because Chris got talent. He just needed the direction. Akon went on to talk about how the crowd how the crowd that Brown keeps around him may be the reason his legacy isn't as great as the Jacksons. Imagine if Chris and Mike had Mike's team. Just imagine that, Akon said. I can imagine there's a lot of people who've been produced by Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is a great producer, super talented producer, but it's nothing like when he came together with Michael Jackson, okay? But Chris, he got bloods around him. He got little gangbangers around him. Now, perhaps, sidebar here, y'all wondering why he might have got canceled from the AMAs? Perhaps Akon's statement might have scared the fuck out of the AMAs, Okay. He doesn't have the guidance. He's smart, but he's smart in what his generation attracts. If he was able to focus on being the greatest entertainer ever, Chris has the opportunity. You don't understand what was Michael Jackson. I'm so sick of this. Motherfuckers acting like just because you can sing and dance and you a little cute, you're going to be the next Michael Jackson. Because that wasn't even what made Michael Jackson just the greatest. And Chris Brown is no different from an usher. I mean, you know, Chris Brown is more dancers like MC Hammer. I keep telling people this. you got to watch Michael Jackson and watch a Chris Brown video. Then watch the MC Hammer video. I think his pro, his, his, his person, Chris Brown is more hip-hop-ish. He's more, more Hammer. Michael Jackson didn't do acrobats and jump over his legs and all that shit. He, I mean, you know, he's more Fred Astaire-like and stuff. He did some fun things, but, you know, okay? But let's really talk about uh, the legacy of Michael Jackson, okay? And why Michael Jackson was so huge, and there will possibly, not in this lifetime, be another Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson came along in the 80s before, before the Internet, 
before when you must when he could sit when people actually sold fucking records. Even though they had payola, I'll look it up and all that shit and I'm sure they had some of that shit going on with Michael Jackson, okay? All that all the shit that it took to make a record. It was it was a very different era. Okay. Motherfuckers phone was ringing. People you was that you could you had to be at home to get your phone. Your line would be busy if people call. <laughs> Used to di- That's what the era of Michael Jackson came along. And here's the thing. Michael Jackson had been a child star since he was four or five years old. Not only did Michael Jackson come up in the greatness of Motown. Chris Bound didn't have a Motown. Motown. Marvin Gaye. Barry Gordy, Smokey Robinson, Diana Ross, Gladys Knight and the Pips. I mean, shit, The Temptation, Stevie Wonder. This is all, this is all what Michael Jackson is coming the fuck up in. No, 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 no. Because I I want people to understand Michael Jackson, the greatness of Michael Jackson was already, it was already being set and plotted. Okay, Michael Jackson came in the vibe great, okay? He came in, his family was huge. First boy band. Oh, God. Besides the Beatles. I mean, you know, first black boy popular. You know what I'm saying? Family legacy. Family huge, Okay. Had was on what is it those shows, uh, those uh, little shows back in the it was a much different vibe. That's why when people say that shit about Beyonce and Chris Brown, I just start laughing. I said, you don't understand the fucking time. You don't understand what time it was back then. Michael Jackson was so huge when Thriller came out. I mean, I'm talking about fucking huge. Where people, when he had concerts, there would be literally 10 to 20 ambulances outside of the concerts for motherfuckers just falling out because Michael Jackson walked out on stage. Yes. No, 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 no. Real. Not no fake fucking ambulance because these little entertainers today, they what they all do is the little Michael Jackson, uh, uh, <laughs> they, they got the little Michael Jackson, um, uh, I love it. One of my favorite interviews, Jackie Jasper, when he was on here, and he's talking about how they use a lot of the, everybody used the Michael Jackson marketing thing. Michael Jackson started so much shit these motherfuckers use today. They try to use marketing-wise and everything, and I ain't even got to the genius of the marketing. I'm, I'm heading there. I'm heading there, okay? I'm just talking about the era and what Michael, what you had to contend with at a Michael Jackson concert. Ain't no motherfuckers falling out over Chris Brown, okay? Sorry. It's if you do, you do a little different, okay? I'm talking about crying and falling out. I'm talking about grown-ass men, women, children, everything, okay? I saw it in the height of the day. I remember going to the Victory Tour, and I did, I was, what was I, 10, 8, 9, 10, something like that. Shit, people was crying. They was going out in the audience. I mean, it was it was mayhem in the audience. I remember saying, why are they crying? It's happy time. I was a little kid. Because it was, because it, I said, he's Michael Jackson. It was nutty. 
You have never seen no shit. You can't produce a Michael Jackson in this era because you motherfuckers don't got enough attention span. You don't. You you don't have enough attention span to create a Michael Jackson. You motherfuckers be on to the next one the next week. <laughs> All right, but Michael Jackson captured the whole atmosphere and world, not just little old funky girls and, I mean, you know, funky people around uh, around neighborhoods and stuff like that. No, everywhere, okay? It was crazy. Cray-cray. Cray-cray crazy, okay? I'm just telling you, I can't even describe it enough. Then the marketing genius of Michael Jackson. That's another thing of itself. I mean, the genius to just create publicity about yourself, to create a fucking circus around your life. To ma- that, my, you know, some of the shit that the, this is. Some people told me in the Michael Jackson thing when I was doing a Michael Jackson thing. Some of the shit that would happen with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's people allegedly even called up some of the shit in, like the allegedly the elephant man bones and shit like that came from uh, kids camp. It wasn't true. People a lot of times people thought they Michael Jackson was just getting picked on, but motherfuckers was creating their own publicity. Michael Jackson was a marketing fucking genius, and then he had the oddity and the uniqueness and the originality. No, he wasn't a fucking knockoff. Wasn't nobody comparing. Yeah, they comparing Michael Jackson. They're like, oh, he's he's like James Brown. But you couldn't even compare Michael Jackson to fucking James Brown. Okay. There was nothing you could compare Michael Jackson with. You could say he borrowed from James Brown. He borrowed from Jackie Robinson. He borrowed from the great, well, he borrowed from Fred Astaire. But there was no motherfucker you could compare Michael Jackson to. Michael Jackson was an original baby. Michael Jackson come out there. With that soft voice, that line soft voice. Hey, everybody. He barely take his shades down. Girls be like, ah! I'm now screaming, fading on the floors and all this. Listen, Chris Brown ain't got that. Chris Brown ain't got that. He ain't got it. Y'all little girls be screaming about him yet because y'all hot in the pants. No. Michael Jackson had old ladies screaming. Old men screaming. Michael Jackson, the Motown. Let me come back. Let me go back. Beyond. Let me come. Let me come back. Let's talk about the day that when Michael Jackson did the Motown. Was it twenty five? I remember. I was watching Motown twenty five. Listen, it was an event in the eighties when Motown twenty five would come on. Like everybody was gathered around a TV. You motherfuckers ain't got no attention span to watch everybody at one time watching the same thing. It just can't happen nowadays. When Michael Jackson showed up on Motown 25 and he sang Billy Jean and he moonwalked his ass into history, that's what he literally did. It was never the same. It was mayhem all around Michael Jackson. And because you had an era where you had people's attention, like for a longer time, crazy. First one creating creative videos. One of the first people creating movie videos, all that shit. No, you little motherfuckers was coming along doing the same shit Michael Jackson did, but Michael Jackson was not a follower. Michael Jackson is leading the motherfucking pack still today. 
dead or alive, whatever you think. Michael Jackson's ass led the motherfucking pack as far as publicity, the way he carried himself. He was odd. He had a circus going on around him. You didn't know if he had elephant man bones in his room. He was sleeping in an oxygen tank every week. This is when you would go to the store and pick up magazines and newspapers to read about the latest celebrity gossip. And every week you pick up the Enquirer. Michael Jackson was sleeping in an oxygen tank. Michael Jackson was dating Brooke Shields. Michael Jackson, I mean, it was shit all over. Not the Internet, no. You go to the store. People's going to the store picking up the Enquirer, okay? You will never have that again. And he don't have the personality for it. No, Akon. Chris Brown cannot be a Michael Jackson following in Michael Jackson's footsteps. What made Michael Jackson great was that Michael Jackson was a unique thing, a unique theory. Beyonce can't be that trying to be the female Michael Jackson. You know, like she try to hide and shit now. Girl, get the fuck out of here. That's not it. No. It's being a unique vibe. Something very different. He was so freaking odd. I mean, everything was an event with Michael Jackson. Everything. Even this, this mofo was running through the streets in an army fatigue. Do you know how he even dressed? He dressed different. He was having on army suits like he was the king of pop. This mother was dressed up like he was a king. <laughs> With high water pants on and glitter socks and glitter gloves. Do you understand that Michael Jackson was not a superstar just because he could sing and dance? No. It was far more than that that created the circus of Michael Jackson. And it, that's why you can't compare Beyonce, Chris Brown, none of these motherfuckers to Michael Jackson. First of all, it's not the, the, the time is gone. Secondly, they don't got the originality or the leadership. Because they all still following Michael and his sister Jen. Michael was a whole vibe unto himself. Asexual in his, in how he came across. You never did, you didn't know if he was really, I mean, even though he was going out on dates with women, you didn't know if he was gay, or you didn't know if he was straight, you didn't know what the fuck was going on, and yet he had millions of girls everywhere falling out, fawning, going crazy, and he would barely say anything. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really, and I love to sing. I want to be on PYT. It's such a pretty thing to me. And all the girls, yeah, ah, yeah. What's that? We don't even know if he's straight. Not managed, not running around fucking everything, having random babies out. If he did, we didn't know about it. Michael Jackson created a world that you can't understand. A world, ain't nobody sleeping out in front of Chris Brown's house for years at a time. Y'all got to be kidding me. Y'all can't tell. Ain't nobody sitting down in front of Beyonce's motherfucking house. Okay? It was a different era. Michael Jackson had people. But Michael Jackson, the day Michael Jackson passed away, it was people out in front of that damn house. No, no, no. It was 
people, I know, they were on the, when we were doing the Michael Jackson series, they was on the show. As a matter of fact, how Joe Jackson found out that Michael Jackson was sick, when one of the fans that was out in front of the house called, allegedly, I'll just say it like that, because y'all, y'all don't know stuff. But listen, fans knew already. They already had seen the, they was out in front of that. This was constant. And in the 80s, not only did they was hanging out at Michael Jackson's place, they was hanging out in Encino, where, where the Jacksons lived. This is shit. Y'all ain't seen no shit like Michael Jackson, okay? You ain't seen no shit like Michael Jackson. And who want to be Michael Jackson? Y'all understand the shit, he, the price he paid for all that fame and shit that he was. That's why he was running around here paranoid and masked and scared as fuck. Because he was literally the biggest entertainer on the fucking planet. And it wasn't Rihanna that ruined Chris Brown. Chris Brown was just going to be heading in the footsteps of, like, being compared to Michael Jackson. But Chris Brown never had that imaging. And he didn't have the time frame. And Chris Brown is who the fuck he is, okay? That is not what created the energy of Michael Jackson. What created the energy of Michael Jackson is so many factors, but it's not just having creative people around you. Chris Brown has creative people around him. He's managing to get them little, cork out them little hood hits he gets. Even though I don't like them, they some of the songs. Some of the songs are good, some of them ain't, okay? But he's, he's still managing to crank out the hits, okay? However... Chris just does not have that. Y'all, when y'all say stuff like that, y'all don't really understand what it was that made Michael Jackson. And it wasn't just his singing and dancing. Michael Jackson had a whole allure around him, and he planted like a motherfucking methodical Virgo. (laughs) Now, Beyonce's a Virgo. She ain't that methodical. You saw the people around her methodical. She be trying to be, but, you know. I don't know what that's in there trying to make her not methodical like that, too. What is it? I don't know. But that Michael Jackson, uh-uh, Michael Jackson planned every step of the fucking way, okay? And he created an allure from everything. He it, Michael Jackson watched the greats, not watched them in terms of, like, I'm trying to be like Michael Jackson. No, Michael Jackson studied. Like Michael Jackson studied Elvis. How you think? How you think he got? How you? Why you think he up there had? What was it? What was the Neverland? Fuck, uh, that's Graceland. Michael Jackson understood what it meant to put on a show for the public. Oh, I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired of y'all. Chris Brown don't understand what it put me to put on a show. Shit, he just get up there and dance and shit and call and we being. Fights and shit when he want when, he, when that's his show, okay. But Michael Jackson had an actual show, like I said, the circus, okay. With Barnum and Bailey, they said Michael Jackson was a big foreign fan of Barnum and Bailey because of the publicity and the stuff he created. He even studied that. Michael Jackson was up in Studio Fifty Four with big time mofos. Michael Jackson was hanging out with Andy Warhol. Warhol. Michael Jackson was hanging out, Paul McCartney. Michael Jackson, I'm going to buy your music, Paul. 
Michael Jackson bought the Beatles whole catalog. Y'all better leave me alone. Y'all better, y'all better not be, y'all, I don't want y'all comparing. Y'all better stop the bullshit, okay? And even if you do try to study them today, if you do try, you ain't doing nothing new. Michael Jackson already did that. So you got to come up with something different. Michael Jackson was like, I mean, obsessed with that kind of shit. Y'all better read on Michael, because y'all don't really, y'all saying this shit about, I think the next Michael Jackson could have been Chris Brown if he had created people around. No, he couldn't have, because that wasn't the only thing that kept Michael, that made Michael Jackson Michael Jackson. What made Michael Jackson Michael Jackson was a lifetime of study and a lifetime dedicated to fame. And becoming not just a singer and a dancer, but an entity. He was dedicated to becoming the greatest entertainer. Not singer-dancer, entertainer on earth in his whole life form. Everything Michael Jackson did was a fucking show. And that was years in the making. Even, Michael Jackson was so methodical. You know, some people said even when he moved to New York and he got, remember he stayed in New York during that time, that time when he was going with Stephanie Mills. Even some people said Stephanie Mills was methodical, him going with Stephanie Mills. Why? Because he wanted to get in the Wiz. Why was he trying to go to the Wiz? Who was he trying to get to? Who was he trying to Michael Jackson, that's some Virgo, that's some Virgo shit. I know I'm a Virgo moon. That's some Virgo shit. Who was Michael Jackson trying to get to? Quincy Jones. Was was he's a music director on the Wiz? That's how Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. Made. People said that was a plan. Michael Jackson always wanted to work with Quincy. Okay. Y'all better recognize Michael Jackson was a fine. I can't even compare Prince to Michael Jackson. To be honest, Prince great musician, great, but Prince wasn't even that crazy methodical. Michael Jackson was a methodical mofo. Okay. Very crafty in how he can he he crafted his image, everything, everything, and the people around him were marketing geniuses, not just creative geniuses. Them motherfuckers was marketers, okay. And not only that, they cre they cre they they took the vibe that Michael had. Even the oddities of that Michael had, the odd things about Michael Jackson, and blew it the fuck up to like he was. You was watching Michael Jackson was the Truman Show, really. Y'all had some of y'all don't know what the Truman Show is. You gotta look it up. Michael Jackson was a motherfucking Truman Show before there was a Truman Show. Facts. So no, yo Chris Brown and yo little old Beyonce is nowhere near or nowhere in the building. I don't care that she done became the most nominated Grammy artist in history. That motherfucking shit, even today, even probably in Michael Jackson's day it was, but we couldn't tell it was bought. Today you can tell that shit. Never mind. Allegedly might be bought out in these streets. Okay? You can really tell. There's no way. You know how hard it was to get Grammys in Michael Jackson's day, back in the day? It's not that hard no more, okay? They just giving them, I mean, you know. 
and they got her, got her all in the wrong categories and shit like that, which I'm going to talk about a little later. But no, your phase is nowhere near Michael Jackson. Sorry, it can't, it's not, it's not possible in this lifetime. Plus, one record sold $150 million. In the 1970s, Michael Jackson, what was that, off the wall, sold like 15 or $20 million in the 1970s, which is almost unheard of. In a time where gold records was the motherfucking thing, which was like five hundred thousand. I don't got time for y'all. Y'all not gonna sit here and start this Chris Brown mess trying to compare Chris Brown to Michael Jackson's ass. And also I'll say this too about Chris Brown, okay? I'm glad they canceled the AMA Awards now. Not because he's something bad. No, I like Chris Brown. I like some of his music. But I'm going to tell you what. There's too many good artists out here that y'all can be more creative than than this with Michael Jackson. Y'all actually belittle the legacy of Michael Jackson. Y'all keep comparing him to only people who can sing and dance. Michael Jackson was a whole fucking vibe. Michael Jackson had slow motherfuckers. I was so appreciative when, even though I didn't like his version of it on I loved his version on the Grammy Awards when he did that years ago, Maxwell. But I was appreciative with iHeartRadio when they brought Maxwell on to do a Michael Jackson song because, you know what? What was Chris? What was Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson was a sexy ass gentleman. Michael Jackson crafted his 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 image in all ways. Even watching Marvin Gaye, all these. Michael Jackson was a lot of everybody. So I love that they brought somebody different on. And there's so many talented artists out here. You got Mario trying to make a comeback. You got Kevin Ross. Y'all better not start. Kevin Ross, who is far better, who's had far better projects than any motherfucking body out here this year. That little boy Kevin Ross is the bomb. And he ain't got to sing and spin around and moonwalk and all this and fake like he Michael Jackson. He just the shit because he got some good-ass music. Uh, y'all could have gave him the gave him a, a thing, a segment for Michael Jackson, because he's just a great artist, and that's what Michael Jackson was—a great artist. So you just can't just bring on somebody because they can sing and then he would have been the next Michael Jackson. I'm not going to let y'all sit around here and talk that stuff no more and belittle the legacy of Michael Jackson, who sold who one album is still selling this day. It's probably over $150 million now. It's probably like we probably in the 180s or $190 million, one record. I'm not going to start with y'all. Y'all not going to do this out here. Y'all not going to be belittling Michael Jackson comparing them to people like Usher and Beyonce. And y'all got to stop that bullshit right away. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you the truth. It's very few artists I can see that could that that can maintain the mystery that Michael Jackson did too. It just can't. Those artists are people probably like Charday, my and Mark Maxwell, people like that. They they maintain mysterious vibes to it, and they have very unique vibes. That's what Michael Jackson was. He was a unique personality, and people were interested in Michael Jackson's personality. Michael Jackson was so big when he did Thriller. I remember the making of Thriller. I remember us going, gathering around the TV, going, "Oh my God, the making of Thriller!" And we knew all Ola Ray by name. 
in the 80s. Who was Ola Ray? Y'all don't know. Ola Ray was the girl who co-starred with him in the Thriller video. That's how fucking popular Michael Jackson was. That she got a video and became popular too. Everybody's like, that's Ola Ray. I don't know one girl who played in Chris Brown. <laughs> Y'all better stop. People was running around. I remember to make it. A, I remember us little girls like dying because Michael Jackson was on there, you know, talking to Ola. And we were like, oh, my God, we miss we Ola Ray. Oh, my God. Like, him playing with Ola Ray. And us like, oh, my God, he's playing with her. He's I mean, seriously, it was nutty. It was nutty as a fruitcake. And it was adults doing this, too, okay? It wasn't just little kids. It was fucking adults, okay? Michael Jackson had fucking adults coming, running around from from all overseas and shit. I mean, you know, y'all might have a little of that shit go on, a little bit celebrity, but not like Michael Jackson. That motherfucker go to romance. He go to all kind of places and just be like, like selling out. Like it'd be stadiums of people. No, real stadium sales. Not freaking fake. Buy two, get three free. <laughs> Buy ten and get this record. Buy five and get a free hot dog <laughs> with a Groupon. <laughs> no, Michael Jackson has real shit. Michael Jackson was selling that. No, that, Michael Jackson was booking them out. <laughs> them stadiums were selling for real. It was, was, them stadiums were sold out for real, for real. That's how little fake sell out there. I know what y'all be doing out here and them little tricks y'all be doing. <laughs> them Groupon tricks. <laughs> buy this out. Buy five shirts. Buy five seats and you can get... Uh, two CDs and a $25 discount on each ticket. <laughs> Remember me, I said Jay-Z was trying to do that on the tour, on the run tour with no album. People was reminding their ass. They wasn't hardly selling. They had to come out with ape shit. Uh-huh. No, my friend, I didn't have to do that. No, baby. No, baby. That didn't have to happen. With Michael, Jackson. Michael Jackson was literally selling them out. How long did it take that show in London before he died to sell out? It was a smaller arena, but that mofo still so how many how many it was how many of them shows? All fifty shows was gone within minutes. Not no fake ticketmaster scam. We gonna talk about Taylor Swift. I'ma save her till we get back. Cause I gotta let y'all know my theory. You know, Live Nation, aren't they the promoter too for a lot of these events? <laughs> oh, how they make how they make popular by the man people. I mean, they was doing these shits this shit back in the day, okay? But now the shit's more obvious, okay? We are gonna talk about Taylor Swift for Ticketmaster fiasco, okay? I'm tired of y'all. I ain't going to talk that shit about Michael Jackson no more. I'm not going to let y'all disrespect the man that y'all still using his publicity methods. Y'all here faking. Talking about the Chris Brown going to be the next Michael Jackson. What in the world? When and what? Where? <laughs> no. Not at all. And I'm not saying there can't be another Michael Jackson. I'm just saying that it probably won't be this lifetime. I'm saying that the, 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 there were several things to
to Michael Jackson and I explained it, the time, everything, the personality, everything. It was a very unique personality, very unique circus life, very unique understanding of fame and what it took to be a great entertainer. He not only built up that allure with his family being coming from a great family, famous musical family, he also built up the allure within himself. He used all of that. Even the days at Studio 54, you got to hear about when Michael Jackson was running around in Studio 54. I mean, it was just, it was just, a, he, he was just getting a lot of shit. And it, it's just something that you can't recreate, no matter how the fuck y'all try. Okay? So stop. Stop. Just tell Michael Jackson be Michael Jackson. Figure out something else. Figure out something else, y'all. Quit it. Jesus. What's next? We're going to go to break. We're going to break. I done went to my rent. People talking about Michael Jackson. I'm so mad. That just makes me so mad. This is just ridiculous. He's going to be the next Michael Jackson. Oh, God, please. I'm not going to get off here early tonight. I think not. I got to go off about a couple of more things. When we come back, what am I going to talk about? Who I got to talk about? We got to talk about Taylor Swift fiasco. Uh, We got to talk about Akon. We got to talk about um, uh, Tiffany Cross. And some more stuff, okay? You know, it's a freestyle show. I already did my rant on Chris Brown. I'm kind of glad. That I didn't want them to con- uh, uh, to cancel Michael Jackson's 40th anniversary thing because, you know, they need to be celebrating Thriller. But we'll talk about that, too, in a minute because I want to say a couple of things about possibly why they're starting to cancel stuff like that. But, um Let's meanwhile, let's go to let me go on break and we will I will be back in a moment. Let's uh you know what? We'll go to uh can't stop break uh after seven. I'll be back in a moment, y'all, okay?
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I was just reading about how they're talking about how Taylor Swift as um hold on, let me see this guys. Uh Taylor Swift has been dom- dominated the AMA awards and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about her in a minute because, child, I need to talk about this Ticketmaster fiasco, okay, because the Ticketmaster fiasco that I don't believe, okay, but I digress. We'll tell you, I'll talk to you guys about my little theory, okay. Uh, but let's talk about Tiffany Cross first out in these streets, okay, out in these fired MSNBC streets. Now, I don't never hope for nobody to lose their job because it's tough out here in these streets. It's tough. Don't nobody want to lose their job right now. But according to Eurorib, dot com. It talks about Tiffany Cross fired for spending over a hundred thousand of MSNBC funds on personal travel. Uh oh. Ex MSNBC host Tiffany Cross was given the boot earlier this month and it appears it was because she was on her city girl ish. This according to Euroweb. This is according to the New York Post, her weekend show, The Cross Connection, was abruptly canceled earlier this month when MSNBC decided not to renew her contract. While many assumed it was due to her speaking vulgarities on air, an insider learned that it may have been her spending habits that got her the boot. Per report, she has she also had been under fire for racking up as much as a hundred thousand in expensive expenses for five star hotel stays. Though only MSNBC through only at MSNBC for two years, she took trips to Los Angeles and Super Bowls, calling them work trips. Her Oscar trip, in which she stayed at the Beverly Wilshire on Rodale Drive for an extended stay, raised eyebrows, according to a source. She's staying at a hotel, uh, NBC execs don't stay at, the source said. The particular hotel charges more than 1000 a night for a basic room. Whoa. She mistook working on television news for being a celebrity, the source added. Well, I'm sure the other ones probably get that celebrity. To be fair to Tiffany, some of them other ones probably do shit too. But being black and being brand new girl and knowing the history of MSNBC allegedly with with Melissa Perry, now the motherfuckers used to be on there. You should have walked and proceeded with caution if this is true. They said she was making north of two hundred thousand and she acted like she made five million. Okay. Um, the New York Post article also says Cross characterized CNN's Van Jones, ESN anchor Sage Steele, and former MSNBC host anchor Carla Watson has black journalists who are not necessarily black voices. I see my colleagues delete themselves, water down their points, go out of their way to make white folks comfortable because they drink, uh, they because they think somehow it's going to win them some prize. Let me just tell you this, okay? If you've seen Tiffany Cross, Tiffany Cross is watered down, okay? Tiffany Cross is a, is as much a Democratic operative as Angela Rye. As a matter of fact, I would say Tiffany Cross is Angela Rye. Like, Angela Rye should have had that job. Tiffany Cross is Angela Rye. That's what the fuck is going on. This is, she's a lot like Angela Rye. She's actually crafted herself a lot like Angela Rye. You really not knew Tiffany? 
you really a lot like Angela. Angela was doing that shit on CNN a couple, you know, saying the the little, the, you know, our hood talk colloquials, the slang and shit on on MSNB, you know, going off on people on on CNN. Uh, Angela's original. Tiffany, you just being Angela. You ain't they talking talking about Van Jones and them, bro. You just as much Van Jones and them. You just to learn how to Angela write. People out here is crazy. She thinks she's like uh, 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 Yvette Cornell out here. <laughs> she thinks she uh, 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 Jason Black, uh, Tyreek Machine. She thinks she's talking that. <laughs> you ain't saying nothing up on MSNBC. Go get out of here. Uh, but she said she go. Uh, she said, uh, but it says um. A crowd said in the after show video of political commentators Jason Johnson and Roland Martin posted to her Instagram without naming names. The article goes on to reveal that the network standard team and MSNBC president Rashida Jones sat down with Cross multiple times, warning her to refrain from name calling and use of vulgar lewd language. They didn't have a problem with Cross message. It was her delivery of course with her. And yes, you are on like you ain't even what Angela Rye was. Angela Rye used to come on M- CNN as a like a pop, like a commentator or something like and say little stuff here and there. She could get away with that stuff. But Tiffany Cross had a full ass show, calling herself a newscaster, and you can't be that. You not me. I'm a podcaster. I can say shit, Tiffany. You up on MSNBC, okay, girl? You should. Do you know where you at? That's what you should. What you thinking? It was her crass comments about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas that put her on the fast track to being booted. It was on her on October 15th show that called him Justice Pubic Hair on my coat team. That's how much she was trying to kiss the Democrats' ass, okay? That's how much she was trying to get big Democratic interviews, and it didn't work. You can't answer a riot when you on, when you are on consistent. Angela even know that. When you on like that for a long period of time, Tiffany, Tiffany's not smart. It's smart issue. I mean, I'm not saying she's not smart. I mean, you know, it don't seem like it. Just seemed like she wasn't thinking here. If this is true, let me say last night. Now, see, she did a book with just one trip. She had to be greedy. This is what people on the, the Twitter saying. This is a lie. Okay, you know they're saying it's New York Post because New York Post is conservative. No, I don't believe that's a lie. I believe Tiffany, because how Tiffany carried herself on the show, because she's really trying to work to be the edgy uh, uh, commentator for the Democrats. And it, listen, you were on the wrong news channel to be doing that. You should have got your ass a podcast or something and just start talking shit, okay? But you can't talk shit like that when you're on MSNBC, okay, sir? And you holding uh, down the newscast this, okay? I know she was trying to be provocative and shit like that, but she obviously didn't know her contemporaries. And really, you know, let me just say this to MSNBC. I mean, y'all ain't been, y'all ain't, y'all have been getting ain't shit people since. Even though I didn't like Melissa Perry, she was much smarter than a lot of these bras y'all done got, including Jolly Reed. Y'all done downgraded consistently. Consistently downgraded, just consistently. I know Melissa Perry at home laughing her ass off. Like, what the hell? They just kept, they just, y'all just, degra- 
even though I disagree with Melissa Perry on a lot of things, she was a lot carrier herself better and a lot more smarter. Oh, I can't. I just don't like that. Yeah. She should be able to roll them Maybe she can right here. You know. I wish her luck because I don't wish nobody no job, not having no jobs right around this time. Okay? The holidays, too. She, I know she wishes she could save some of that money from them $1,000 night hotel rooms. Can money? And I was complaining in my hotel when I went to Little Rock. I was like, damn, this hotel coming. Uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Is Amy Taylor Swift speaks out after Ticketmaster era uh, 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 era tour ticket disaster? Okay, um, let's see. Taylor Swift has spoken out out about out out after Ticketmaster canceled the public sale of tickets for her forthcoming heiress tour. Well, it goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. We've been doing this for decades together and now over the years. I brought so many elements of my career in-house. She began her statement that was posted in social media. I've done this specifically to improve the quality of my fans' experience, experience by doing it myself with my team who care as much about my fans as I do. It's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties. And it's excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happening with no recourse. Swift said there was a multiple of reasons, multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets and trying to figure out how to improve the disastrous rolling out forward. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we've asked them multiple times if they can handle uh, this time of demand. And we assured we were assured they could. She continued. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pissed me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. Swift 32 says she helps provide more opportunities to get together with her fans who weren't able to get tickets. Um, thank you for wanting me wanting to be there. She continued. You have no idea what that means. Um, Now, I'm told a lot of people got tickets and were selling them for $32,000. Let me just say this, okay? I'm going to just tell y'all numbers I've heard, okay? And I'm not gonna, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying that in the age of where the, where the economy's tough, people are a lot more fucking funny about what they see. And a lot of these celebrities be coming out, they, you know, and Taylor Swift, I'm like, you know, we talk to people like she's her own entity. Taylor Swift is a motherfucking, uh, like, uh, owned just like everybody else, okay? Now, let me just say this about her. Um, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they had a problem, but probably more than likely if you're selling through Live Nation, usually they're the promoters too, right? And, you know, I've heard that there's this vicious cycle. Some people, this is just rumors. This is not fact. But rumors have been in the industry that, you know, scalpers and artists go hand in hand. I shouldn't be out here telling you what the rumors are. So I'm going to tell A lot of people think sometimes that, you know, artists would be like, eh, play all innocent and stuff. But them 32,000 tickets, $30,000 tickets, 
they be getting a piece of that too. And being interesting enough, if Live Nation is the promoter, because it's hard not to, you know, to to not go to Live Nation, because they have the ticket thing and everything too. Um, this could, you know, it could very well be that this this makes a popular by demand situation. The whole thing of the tickets, we were selling so many tickets. I mean, because I don't know how the fuck we would know, but we were selling so many tickets, the system crashed, and now we've got to hold off. Okay, and so what does that make people do when you hear stuff like this? When you hear like, oh, my God, oh, my God, your kids are coming to your mom, they're selling so many tickets that they had to cancel. I'm going to get tennis for tickets. So what happens? You make people want to be a part of it. You make people all of a sudden want to go out and buy these hard-to-get tickets. I don't know how many new shows this week, how many shows that I heard them talking about this Taylor Swift fiasco. Do you know how much fucking publicity she got? Do you know how how now people need to have a Taylor Swift ticket is heightened because they've hyped it? I'm not saying it's a fake fake situation. I'm just saying there's something to think about it. Now them tickets go. It's gonna be scalpers out here for sure. I'm not telling y'all. I'm questioning y'all either, but I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling y'all. I'm just saying what I think. This is quite a lot of one-on-one. I ain't hearing this fact. I'm just saying think about the publicity she done created. And now for sure them tickets going to be going for 35000 Your little kid at home. Because they want to be in the know with everybody else. Because now they ain't created the hype behind it. So now, yo, you a parent. You know, you hear tickets is thirty two thousand dollars and you a parent, you a middle class parent with a little bit of extra money if you got it on these um hard times of seeing you like, Oh, the tickets would normally be a hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred but you know, I don't mind paying five hundred dollars. There's somebody who's gonna sell the ticket for five hundred dollars a piece. That's actually a steal because I mean they were going for twenty eight thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. Oh, I They over there doing twisted tricks. <laughs> In Carlotta's opinion. So she's gonna sell out now. Brilliant. Brilliant ticket master in Live Nation. Brilliant. Brilliant Taylor to come on here. I'm upset, my friend. We tried to say, can you handle the demand because we're gonna it's gonna be such a demand. And we said to them, if you can't handle the demand, you're more awesome. <laughs> nah, she might not. I'm just saying, this is Carlotta one-on-one theory. I'm not saying it's facts. I'm just saying my theory. Oh, my God, my fans can't get sick <laughs> That's funny shit. I bet, is Live Nation the promoter? 
And Live Nation is a promoter. I'm really looking at them side out, okay? Because that's the one thing all the TV stations, every pro, I'm watching, and I make sure to watch it. Every ticket, every show that was on, none of them were mentioning Live Nation as a promoter. I was like, hmm. And oh, they're the middleman. Live Nation is owned by Liberty, Liberty, which is interesting. And, um, and blah, 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 blah. And Ticketmaster's owned by Live Nation. I was like, so is Live Nation the promoter? So nobody was saying it. I'm just asking. Hey, I ain't hate, I don't hate the player, hate the player. <laughs> My bad, bad, it. Tickets. Beyonce, Beyonce, you don't put this shit to me. You don't break my soul when it's time for the tour. You don't break my soul. <laughs> but Beyonce got a different situation going on. So she got to deal with black fans who every touching money coming out around here. And black people ain't got them dollars like that, okay? Don't buy no tickets, girl. Nobody buying no tickets for $28,000, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. You just get out here and sell them tickets because you can't. You know what I'm saying? You don't break my soul. You don't break my soul. You don't break my soul. Yeah, like, but just, I know it's other races that like Beyonce, but I'm saying, listen, Beyonce feels prim- her primary audience. She still has to depend on a, a on a some somewhat two black audiences to come out to for her, especially in America. Okay, so. No, don't be trying no tricks. <laughs> it might work for you though. I mean, there's little tricks out here in these streets. Allegedly, just might cry a lot of tears. I'm not saying that any tricks were done. I'm saying tricks were done, but I'm not saying that it's fact. I'm saying it's my fear. That was part of the marketing plan. You won't break my money. What's taking so long? I'm probably gonna break my soul because I know Beyonce gonna try. Oh, the system's crashed. We can't get enough Beyonce tickets out. We're gonna be selling them. People are selling them for two thousand dollars a piece. So you with your dumb ass are gonna run out and leave when you get somebody to push down until you is you know they go these tickets going for three thousand a piece. You gonna say, yeah, I, I buy them for six hundred. That's that's a deal. <laughs> Well, y'all funny, y'all mutual. I know that you what you gotta do. Get it how you live. Do what you gotta do out in the streets to get your money in recession times. Okay? I know. It's celebrity. What's that? My fans, what's her thing? I hope to provide more opportunities to get together with my fans who weren't able to get tickets. I'm probably gonna charge you three thousand dollars for a meet and greet so that I can get together with you. Hilarious. No, she's gonna Taylor probably really will give her free money. I would give a free one. You know, artists, can I just say this? Let me just say this to y'all. I'm a person. I'm a giver. And I sometimes people, I, you know, my friends always have to remind me of people, my family and stuff. I always have to remind me. Even, I'm, you know, 
I get when sometimes I don't even really have, sometimes I don't have it sometimes, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. I love to give because I love how it looks. I, I like to be a creative giver and stuff like that. And uh, and sometimes I'll be going off about how the artists, I feel like, have so much more opportunities at giving to their fans. Not no fake-ass shit, but, like, giving to people who really support you and love you. And not a funky-ass, funky-ass contest and shit like that. I'm talking about, like, just loving on random fans. You know, like, saying shit. I know some crazy motherfuckers out here. You, you don't want to love on too many people too much. I get it. But... Just saying, you see somebody out here who got a full-ass website dedicated to your ass, talking about your funky ass every day and shit. Or, you know, or somebody, you know, fans like Beyonce, fans, they, be, they be out here doing the most. I mean, you know, like, like I always thought, I said, bitch, why you ain't send them a box of clothes? Like, you know, when she was out here, like, she created that, uh, speaking of that, side boy, Beyonce and the Beatles. Remember, sending the celebrity, creating a demand. How the celebrity showing? Look at my uh, my uh, IG party jacket. I don't know if there was a paid advertisement or not. You don't know if they asked to get paid. See, I got my IG part suit on. <laughs> and people were talking about that shit with itself, like they said it would. Because remember, her her stuff was going off in two minutes on on Adidas. Uh, I was like, how many of them are they selling? Is it like 10 jackets on the Adidas? That's why they're going so fast. You never know. You know, it's just creating a marketing scheme to make that shit look like it's hot. I'm not saying that's what she was doing, but it was boomers out here like that. Okay, so I'm just saying. But, you know, I'm like, I, I was like, you know, I was like, why did that happen to this thing? It would have been cute. I would have rather, I would have been, like, if I saw Fans opening up boxes, like her biggest fans, not nobody, no funky ass uh, ones that you know, like biggest people who you know love you, who own your, like picking some random people, having your person, like picked about 20 fans and you putting it on your website and showing them, like opening their boxes and so excited. But you know, I, I, people always be having to remind me, everybody don't got that because, you know, giving or uh, being able, and, and this, I don't always have it. Sometimes I can be uh, 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 selfish too, you know what I'm saying? But I do, my 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 core being loves to give, right? And so they like, everybody doesn't have that gift, you know, to see that. Even people, especially people who have it, to do it. And so what I would advise celebrities out here, don't be faking this shit. I mean, I can't. I so sorry. You know, I truly believe in my thing. It's just for us. I'll, everybody brands them out here. Just even talking for myself. When I'm in need, my greatest need in my life, sometimes I like to try to give to people more or give to things more because it seems stupid, but I feel that's how blessings come back to you. Our energy comes back to you to bless you. And I wish I would see more celebrities, you know, sincerely just giving something beautiful, like giving your fans biggest loving on your biggest fans, you know, show them some love. Like, yo, like, no, hey, see you, 
you've been uh, to this show. You got my page or my this. I I'm, I got you. Let me do something beautiful for you. You know what? Let me. Each of them is different. It's a different kind of situation going on now that I'm serious. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fakery going on out here. But I just love just the idea of just blessing. Sometimes you just need to bless things. Like sometimes you just bless them. Bless your biggest one. The ones that study every day on your fucking page. I'm like, ah, you look cute today. And they just, I mean, you know, as long as they ain't crazy, bless them. You know what? I want you to come meet me. You know, it was the other day. I mean, you know, who can, I mean, just, I just feel like that's just a, just a, you know, I just think that's a beautiful thing when people actually sincere, and I've heard about celebrities who are actually givers who've done stuff like this, you know, who've done stuff where people don't know and stuff like that. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think you create a beautiful energy amongst your fans, amongst your people. Even, you know, speaking of Michael Jackson, a lot of people used to say that a lot about Michael Jackson. A lot of his fans, here is the truth about them. Some of them were friendly with Michael. Like, they actually had friendship. It's crazy because Michael Jackson was the biggest fucking star in the world. I was like, how y'all was talking to Michael Jackson? I mean, they actually, not not no crazy shit either. I know there's some, but yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I mean, it, he was really very big into giving with his giving to his fans. He had fan things where fans can get together, meet him, had little things and stuff like that, especially foreign and foreign places and stuff like that. Very, uh, give, really loved his fans. What do you mean, fans? Is I think sometimes where he thought he perceived was all he had, which was kind of sad, but really created relationships with his fan base. Being the biggest celebrity in the world. Now, that's one thing I did love about Chris Brown. Okay, let me just say this about Chris Brown. Okay, one of the things I love that Chris Brown did is during his meet and greet. I thought he had the funniest. I mean, you don't got to do something too sexual and stuff. I understand some of that stuff was out there, the pictures he was taking. But I love the fact that he allowed his fans to, he did something creative with them, something fun, something funny, and he wasn't scared of them. I I don't like nothing impersonal. I'm like, don't even fucking do it if you can. You know what I'm saying? Even though I paid, yeah, I did a meet and greet Maxwell. It was plastic up there. It was a plastic, plastic gas. It wasn't no plastic gas. That was plastic. It was like a plastic sheet or something. I don't know. But anyway, and I was struggling. I was like, what you say? I couldn't even hear. I don't even remember what he said. But I'm just saying, you know, I even though I'm a big Maxwell, I just did not like it. I was just like, you know, COVID is like, fuck. I mean, like, you can catch, it's like flu, Negro. If you get COVID, you ain't got your, you, I know you packed up and vaccinated. Shit, you can get rid of this plastic man, shit. You get COVID, you just say, my COVID acting up today. Shit, it's people. No, 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 see, it's not that I'm not taking COVID serious. I'm just saying it's becoming like a new kind of COVID, and there's no excuse to be having you know, I I do I do appreciate that. I understand people might have he may have an unnatural fear. I'm not gonna I'm not teasing, but I'm just saying I did love that about Chris Brown. 
pissed around being personal and, and when it could be risky for him. I thought that was so cool. And I like the creative vibe and, and energy he created. Um, and I also love the fact that I like interaction. I like people to have interaction with people. We have websites and stuff like that. Interact. Find out shit. Interact with people. Get to know. Hey, you know, hi. Say something. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Beyonce's ass. This is like, Blue Ivy Clark is out today. She just started putting a little, did she put something else on one of her websites? I don't pay no attention. She always has these weird pictures coming down the pipe. She takes these beautiful girls. She, she always has a strange. But she don't want to talk to nobody. I asked you, I said, I, I, you know, I'm the I'm the I'm one kind of actually like choking no jokes. Is she okay? Somebody said some shit the other day. Oh, let me talk about this. Y'all Jaguar writes that. I forgot to talk about Jaguar. Jaguar. Let me tell you something. Jaguar First of all, let me just say this. The most exciting thing. To hear Jack, I think she needed rest. She so, her her she sounds so much clearer now. Like she's got some clarity, stabilized. And what I love is that she's getting back in music, which I thought, listen, that's you need to get back out here doing what you love and do. I know she's a crusader now for stuff that goes on in the industry, but she really, I mean, I'm so excited to hear that she's getting back into music and. But she had a live the other night. Chad, that shit was good. <laughs> okay, she was talking. She was just giving her opinion on a lot of shit that was going on. But one thing she said, and I had to agree with it, because I always talk about this on my show. I say I be talking about Beyonce and stuff. If anybody in MKUltra, because Beyonce's asking like a robot on this shit. But she talking about how she talking about how some rich husbands be giving their wives meds and stuff. I was like, I'm not saying who she cares about, but I mean, when you don't talk, you see like you just like a robot. I'd be worried about you. I'd be like, is she okay? Did they wind her up this day? I mean, have some interaction with the people who love you. Just say, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? Nothing. By Ivy Park. She don't even say that. She just showed up to Ivy Park. I mean, I just feel like people should have interaction. Like, I love seeing Janet, Janet have more interaction. I mean, it's not perfect, but Janet comes from an era where that wasn't really – she she didn't have to do that in that era. She created her, her, her fame before then. But I love that she's become more interactive, more uh, – seems like she's talking more. To me, that's important for people – to to just kind of see you as a person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, nobody, you can't be seen as a regular person because you're not a regular person. You know, you can't sell what what ain't regular off as regular, you know. But I just think it's important to communicate with fans and to really try to, you know, bless them when you can. You know? That's just my tip. That's just my theory, Okay. So I'm just a person just thinks that should happen more, and that a not a, like a not a, not a lot of celebrities do that, you know. So I think it'd be, it's it's beautiful when you can uh, do something like that. Um, 
Wait a minute. Kelly Rowland says AMA crowd to chill out after Chris Brown wins gets booed. Oh, okay. You got to talk about that. What? You got you got booed? No child? I just saw this coming across here. We got. We may have to have a part two. See, I thought I was gonna get off early. That's with y'all. What else I gotta talk about? Um, Michelle Obama I had to talk about. We talked about Taylor Swift. We talked about Tiffany Crowes. Um. Okay. So we were talking about the Chris Brown. First of all, let me just say something this week too. Without let me let me throw this up. Okay. We got a lot of stuff. Speaking of Kelly Rowland, shit. We'll get to Kelly Rowland. Uh, Dale, we got to talk about Dale cooked this time. We'll get to her in a minute. Okay. Uh, okay. This week, Kelly Rowland, they said bristles at Beyonce question. Talking about, I'm a light too. <laughs> he had this discussion about Kelly, okay? Okay, I, and I'm, we, we, we've had this discussion on here. I've discussed with y'all my opinion about Kelly Rowland, okay? But let's read this. This is according to MSN.com. It says, Kelly Rowland is standing up for herself after being grilled on what it's like to play second fiddle to Beyonce. One third of Destiny's Child was pressed about how her ego felt performing next to, to brightest light on planet Earth. Beyonce, uh, please. Uh, Rowland went on to admit while there were times she wrestled with it internally. She was younger. She now is positive about her experience in the band. On Wednesday, Roland was appearing on the radio show Hot 97 alongside actress Marcy Martin discussed their new Paramount movie, Fantasy Football. During the wide-ranging discussion, Roland was pressed at length about her colleague, Beyonce. Roland's response and host Peter Rosenberg's questions have been both widely discussed. Rosenberg asked Roland about playing second to Beyonce, but Roland stood her ground and reminded him about her own success in the process. She said, here's the thing, light attracts light. I am light. So I'm a beautiful brown sign of light, so I don't think anybody's light being anyone else's. I think that's when other people start to compare you. I think that's when it shows how dim they are of themselves. Well, and continue. So I don't have to uh, uh, take somebody else, else trying to dim my light anymore for anybody else. I love B. I know that she's light, but I know that I'm light too. Okay, let me just stop. Okay. Rosenberg extended his line of question. You could have rested on your laws, like, hey, I'm a part of an iconic group, my best friend, the biggest star in the world, we're awesome. Rowan interrupted him, yes, and her best friend, slash her sister, is one of the biggest stars in the world, too. So it's like people only see things one side. No, Kelly, it's not one sided. Let me explain it. And I've explained this to you, okay? Um, but I understand this, too, because I'm a Scorpio, okay? So I understand. Um, the, the Beyonce is a Scorpio moon, okay? So Beyonce can be an energy, for like take even take energy. And I say this about Beyonce too, you know, the little energy thesis is what I call it. But um, Kelly Rowland, first of all, Beyonce don't have to dim her light for nobody. Shit, fuck that, okay? You know, I, I had, you know, I, I had a friend one time tell me about how hard it was for her with me doing high school and stuff. So I was, you know, it's just a funny shit. It's like, I was shy as fuck. I don't know how I got problems. <laughs> you know, but I, I think I do. I do have some understanding about how it happened. But, you know, and, and I was like, I didn't want to feel bad because of my own light shining, but I also was very understanding of what she was saying to me. 
And one of the things I really believe you have to do is carve out your own energy base. I think Kelly, and I talked about this before with Kelly Rowland, Kelly Rowland's problem is that she can't get away from the knowns. And I get it. I understand that's your friend. I'm not saying go away completely, but her problem is she immerses herself herself in their shit. Like, it was a time when Kelly was over in London and she was doing her own shit. I felt like that was a carve. She was carving out her way. When she cut Matthew out, she was carving out her way. She was carving out her way. And it's hard because Beyonce is such a, 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 a loud siren, but she was carving out her way. And during a movie, I think Kelly should have done more movies during the time. Be acting all the time. Showing yourself. Creating your own vibe. Getting out and doing completely loving Beyonce from a distance, but understanding that you have to carve out your own body. Kelly's ass could not do it. Kelly's ass ended right back up there. Beyonce, Beyonce, she does everybody ask her about Beyonce all the time. Beyonce, then she signs to fucking Rock Nation. I mean, really, everything. I mean, and I said, I, I just got tired on this show about trying to defend Kelly from the Beyonce attack, and I realized that Kelly is Beyonce's armor bearer, you know, and I talked about armor bearers on the show, about the spiritual meaning of armor bearers, and I said, shit, just be an armor bearer. Like, I wish she would have got on there with Rosenbright and said, yeah, you know, yeah, be in her light, and tried not to defend it. Say, I'm a light, too. I'm a light, too. You sound like you're not a light. I'm a light, too. She said, Hey, yes, man, it's difficult. But, you know, I'm learning to carve out myself, my own thing for myself. You know, that's why I was over in London for a little bit. You know, that's why I did do a couple of hits. Y'all don't forget about me, blah, 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 blah. See, she would have took it like that, but that's still a problem for her. You know why it's still a problem for her? She's still saying, I'm a big, I'm a superstar, too. No, you're not. No, no, no. You're a star, you know, for being in Jesse's South. But you haven't created the superstar. Like, even though I think Kelly is the most beautiful thing ever. I think she's super talented. But I can't fucking see it. Because she's all up in there under Beyonce. And Beyonce's an energy. Whatever she around, she she goes, she coming, she just she coming and she gonna dominate. Okay? That Mars and Leo ain't gonna it's just it's gonna come and it's gonna dominate, it's gonna drown your little funky ass out. So you needed to create your own life. You need to come back over there and hang out with Beyonce. But no, Kelly can't do it. So I wish Kelly would get comfortable in being what she is. Oh, y'all about to get mad at me. Y'all about to lie. Y'all about to get mad at me. Come on, Kelly, but I don't think you don't Kelly. Don't be blah, blah, blah. I'm not dissing Kelly. I'm telling Kelly truth. Like, no, 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 I'm not dissing Kelly. Kelly is dope. I wish she would find her own way. I wish she would act for her. I'm glad she's in a movie. I'm glad it's good to hear she's in a movie coming out. I want to see more acting from Kelly. I want to see Kelly carve out a, a whole other lane, but she she doesn't do it for long. She can't. She's wrong by the Beyonce, but she got to come back. Cause that, and I understand because the, Kelly grew up in that group. In some senses, she may be a little unbeknownst to her, you know, kind of uh, codependent on the nose. And I understand the feeling of being codependent on people. I mean, I understand it. Sometimes it. 
that's not easy to break. So I think that Kelly needs to be comfortable in the position. Don't try to defend yourself against the Beyonce onslaught because to people, people are not seeing that. Why they keep asking you those questions? Because they see you, Kelly, as second fiddle. They don't even see you as second fiddle. They just see you as a background singer, to be honest. And that's not Beyonce's fault, okay? You have to, in order for you people to see you in your own light and stuff, you got to give you and her some space. Not in terms of, I mean, space in the space within the public eye. Like you, you can't be like. I love when she was over in London during that time. Oh, it was beautiful. Like you know, she was really doing all this. She was on the little show, and she was and she was releasing records. I was like, oh, she was giving hits. I was like, oh, okay, let's talk about Kelly. And her ass, then she come back scrambling her ass like over here, you know, live nation or rock nation. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit. Then she released that song. What's that song? Coffee. And Beyonce dropped that hit right on her head again. See, and it's a competitive vibe. Beyonce is very Beyonce's competitive. Kelly, you do it too. Okay, so that is that's a more because she's got more. She got more than Leo. Yeah, so Beyonce's gonna be a whole. Listen, okay. You are a cheerleader for the onset. What you appear to everybody has, and I want her to be more accepting of that role. Either accept the motherfucking role or go carve out your own way. Don't get mad at people when they start asking you about Beyonce because that's how people see you have because you keep running back over there under their fucking energy. Great when she was in London. It was just a beautiful moment. I was like, look at Kelly building up her own shit. That's what I'm talking about, Kelly. And she's going to stay on there. Being out on the ground, seeing girl, video, Beyonce, pregnant, like she's a little puppy. And she didn't mean to. It's just that Beyonce's such a big energy. She didn't mean to be. She said, Nasta, I don't got to be in the video, but thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my friend and not being in the video. Because you're trying to carve out your own motherfucking life. But if not, if you don't, don't get mad at people because they sense that in you. They sense that energy in you that you ain't ready to do with your fucking self. Just sit up here and act like you know, Kelly. I guess. I guess it's a bad man. It's tough. You know it is tough being second film, but I'm trying. You know, I'm, I, I, that's why I'm doing this movie right now. Yeah, you, you got to play to play to the energy you in. Quit trying to fight it. Quit trying to fight being an armor bear. Quit trying to fight it because you know that's where you feel comfortable. She's been a background singer for too long. No facts. No, y'all want me to lie. Y'all want me to lie to Kelly. No, I will not. I refuse to. Yes, and I've been one of the biggest Kelly Rowling. Supporters and fans on here, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I, my eyes are open to Kelly. My eyes understand Kelly. My eyes understand Kelly. Want to get out the prison, but she don't want to. She wants to, but she don't want to. So I just want her to be comfortable in being somebody's armor bearer, and I want her to go get books on what armor bearers do. Read about it, and so you can lean in on, lean in on being Beyonce's armor bearer. You know, like. What's the girl used to hang around Rihanna all the time? Her best friend's girl. She's just leaning into being Rihanna's armor bearer. She, 
Lean on that shit. Like, that's what the dude said. That's what, that's what really, uh, what's his name was trying to tell you, dude? What's the man? Rosenberg. He was kind of saying it. What did he say? Extending his line. You could have rested on your laurels. Like, hey, I'm a part of an iconic group. My best friend's the biggest star in the world. We're awesome. He was trying to tell her, get comfortable in that position. Because really, that's what he, he was saying it nicely. Like, you could have. You didn't. You was fighting against the tide that you know you don't really want to. You really, you want to fight it, but you all know he got the strength to fight. You got to decide. It, it, it takes a lot to create your own vibe. And part of it is that you got to, you have to, it doesn't mean you have to break the friendship off. It just means that you have to break free from the energy. You got to go carve your own lane out. And the thing about Kelly, I feel, this is just my personal opinion, Kelly was under that stuff for so long. Everybody's saying, Beyonce, so Beyonce's a star. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. You start believing me. Beyonce's a star. Good old Kelly. Even though Kelly's telling us, I'm a star too. She's having a little few motivational speakers, speaking and therapy, the therapy stuff that you're a star too. Yes, Kelly, you're good. But she really don't believe that in her soul because she wouldn't have had to say that. You know, she she's really trying to get her therapy out. I yeah, she I she she's my she she's friends with the superstar too. No, she's not. She's friends with her background singer. What I really want Kelly to understand is Faison needs to see you in a new light. And listen, it's okay if you're never a big energy with Beyonce. I get that. You probably never would. That's a hard energy to be, and that's okay. But creating your energy on the level where you're, you're still on your level, your highest level, and you're not stuck in some vicious cycle where people are constantly asking you about Beyonce's monkey ass. Okay? And the reason they doing it, and not only that, but they energy these two. You tell you, quote, that's saying, I won't realize it. But that's another thing. But that's a, you know, it gives you, you get perspective when you separate yourself and, and, and you see and you start to work in what you are good at and what you are, start working on yourself and get away from that funky-ass energy, okay, of being always up under uh, Miss Tina and, and, and Miss Tina, that's my second daughter and all that shit. Fuck that. I, yeah, Miss Tina, I'm glad you're my, I'm your, you, I'm your mom and all that, but I got to carve my own thing out. See, Kelly, it may, you may be separated from them more than we think, but it doesn't look like that publicly. Because every time we see you, you act some, you just kissing, you hanging on Jay-Z at some point, you got Beyonce for you, yeah, just separate yourself. Go back to one. She married now with the kids. I don't know. She, but accept the duty of the armor bear. Because you can go a lot of places being Beyonce's armor bear. Or else, if you're going to go out here and carve out your way, then go carve your motherfucking way. But I don't want you on another show talking about, I'm the star, too. I was uh, sounding like I was just a little old. Just, oh. And then the people on the Internet tell me, like, Kelly, turn on thing. Kelly, turn on Kelly, turn But then they don't support your shit. You know why? Because they see you as the same thing. They just don't want to tell you the truth like I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you. I'm going to tell you because you need to break that stuff up off of you so you can become your own thing. You're a beautiful girl. You got great acting skills. 
you got great singing voice. You need to be separate, creating your own. And I'm glad to hear you in the movie. Don't and don't sign the Rock Nation. Take your ass off of Rock Nation. Sign the Atlanta. What's the What else does she sign to? Shit, she wants to sing. Sign the even a little record coming. Just get the fuck off of anything that got where Beyonce's somewhere on the bill. Here's some fans. The whole asking Kelly Rowling about Beyonce is absolutely old, and I need journalists and hosts to really get a grip and start asking Kelly about Kelly. You know why they don't ask Kelly about Kelly? There's nothing to ask about. Well, she's got a family. No, there's, that's right. There's no new projects. The last one, what was that song, Coffee? And she did it on what? Rock Nation. I mean, she's just It's a kid user rated Iranian funeral. There's so much that can be discussed with Kelly Rowling without mentioning Beyonce. No, it's not. Nothing that's that interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie because I like Kelly and I want Kelly to have truth. And she would be interesting had she been carving out her own motherfucking way. And I understand she's been building the family. I ain't mad at that, Kelly. Beautiful thing. But if you want your career to work, because it looks like you're going back. Like, look at Latoya Lucky. Let me just say this. Cause I'm, I'm going to have to have a part two. I think you're still going to have to have a part two. But let me just say this. Latoya Luckett, who was, I mean, the best thing that could have happened to Latoya fucking Luckett is getting thrown out of Justin's chair. Okay? Now, does Latoya still got to hear a little shit about Beyonce because of the residue from the old Destiny Child days and the stank that went on? Yeah, but Latoya Luckett has built a whole nother. See, see here's the thing. Kelly, Kelly had the whole fucking destiny child. She been there the whole fucking time. But maybe her ass should have got kicked out. Then people wouldn't be asking her so much about Beyonce. But people don't really ask Kelly so much. They might ask her about her old days as destiny child. But it's far more interesting shit about Kelly. Now, Kelly done been married it was a couple times. Kelly done been out here in these movies. Kelly just got through doing Power. Kelly done did that movie with the that show with the Rock. Kelly been always she she got she done had two nice albums, great albums. Kelly been out here in her bag. I mean, not Kelly. I'm saying Kelly. Oh shit, not Kelly. Latoya been out here in her fucking bag. Latoya looking behind her bag, and she had to fight and scrunch to get the Destiny Child shit off her Beyonce's background finger off her ass. And she says nice things about Beyonce. She says it's great. She says great things and stuff like that. Listen, but that helped her to create her own vibe, and she can act her ass off and everything, sing, everything. She done created her own fucking vibe. No, it ain't as big as Beyonce. But it's interesting enough that Latoya Lucky can come on a show like this or any other show, and we don't got to ask her a fucking thing about Beyonce because she's interesting. She's created a lane because she, she didn't have no choice. They just, when they, you know, Matthew threw them out in the cold. She was shivering, so she had to scrounge her way back, baby. Okay, maybe Kelly's ass should have got thrown out in the cold. Might have been a lot if she wanted, if she wanted to be free 
of the Beyonce stuff. It would have been better for her. But because she's been snuggled and cared yes, she's like my daughter. Beyonce, you're my best friend, Kelly. Brown skin girl. <laughs> I love it. I like that song. But I'm just trying to say with the shit, no, catch the vibe. And see, sometimes, and it's not the dog Beyonce, okay? I'm not sitting Sometimes you got to see what position somebody playing. Because sometimes people used to you being second fiddle to them. They only comfortable with you because you second fiddle to them. You might not never, like I said, never get as big as Beyonce. But look, you can get your own vibe and shit and out of her energy. Kelly, get the fuck out of Beyonce's energy and, and, and get your own shit. If you really don't, if you really want to be the, your own, I'm my own then get out of her energy like Latoya Luckett, Latoya Luckett had to do. What was Kelly's son? What? I can't even remember. What was them song? Was it the Dirty Laundry? What was the other one? Motivation. I had a, I had to, I, I had a hard time memorizing. Remembering. What was that song? She had another song out here. Not too long. The Coffee Song. Beyonce just knocked it out. Now. What was that song Beyonce knocked it out with? Was it was it seven? What was it? It was another song Beyonce knocked out. Was it that trash that she had on the homecoming? Which song was it? What's that track? What's that song she was talking about? The black businesses? Ooh, tell what is that the one she knocked her off with? I don't remember. She tried to put Kelly's little video up on the thing too. Look, I put her video up here. This is so pathetic. I can't. I can't deal with Kelly rolling five. I spent thirty. I spent. Too long talking about Kelly. Shit. Wasting my time. Okay, let's move on. Uh, what is else do I want to talk about? I was going to talk about the AMAs tonight. I'm going to save the AMAs for, 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 for a show. I'm going to have to do a part two because I'm going to have to do a part two. But we'll end it tonight with Michelle Obama, uh, her advice that she's giving people on marriage. Uh, Michelle Obama's best advice on marriage, parenting, and being your artistic self. Former First Lady Michelle Obama's new memoir, The Light You Carry, Overcoming in Certain Uncertain Times, offers insight in a wide range of topics, feeling seen, dealing with fear, and making new friends. But uh, through line of the book, yeah, through line in the book is advice about relationships with our partner, our kids, and ourselves. She draws from her own experiences with her husband, former President Barack Obama, her daughter Sasha and Malia, and, uh, and mother Marion Robinson to illustrate how she helped each other, each of her relationships thrive. The key she feels into you, as John Summers, is that you have to evolve with it. This is according to NPR.org, too. This is The Light We Carry, which came out this week, follows Obama's. I think got time for that. She was inspired to write uh, the new book after a tough past few years. She says Americans have been struggling economically and certainly, and people have been looking for guys. But she can really try to run for president. Lord help us. The book is my best attempt at offering people. Okay. I don't want to skip that. Obama often gets questions about how she and Barack have stayed together for so long. The year they celebrated their 30th, this year they celebrated 30th anniversary. She says in marriage, somebody was always giving way more. 
She's had to make sacrifices, for example, to prioritize her husband's career. That's how relationships are, she says. For those who choose to be in partnerships, there won't be a magical point when everything feels even, she writes. We understand that marriage is never 50-50, she says. Marriage is like is less like a scale, writes Obama, and more like in a box, uh, in a, with bees sliding back and forth. Over time, there will eventually be 50-50 split of attention, support, and love. Uh, but it's important to let a relationship uh, be dynamic. Um, she says, Obama says she's fascinated by how little our culture shows talks to young adults about what it means to partner with someone. So they seek out romantic relationships. Young people should ask themselves a few critical questions. What are you trying to get out of this relationship with this other person? Have you thought it through? Are you uh, seeking a wedding or do you want a relationship? Those are two very different things. Okay, let me stop her. Okay. She also wants young people to understand that being in a relationship also means making compromises with your partner, all these things. And I believe this about Michelle, okay? I believe this because Michelle is in a political alliance marriage, okay? Political alliance marriages, Barack and her were probably very methodical about how marrying each other. No, 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 no. Because sometimes you don't marry for fucking, listen, hold on. Hold on. I can tell you girls on here. Love is important, okay? But great partners are important too. I mean, you know, love comes and goes and shit. You know what I'm saying? But partnerships, I mean, finding some. Sometimes marriages are unromantic shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like, shit. You know, I don't necessarily like this motherfucker like this, like that. You know, for the last 10 years, I ain't necessarily like this. You might be saying that in the marriage. I ain't necessarily, just a lot of people be saying, I ain't necessarily like this motherfucker like this in the last 10 But the partnership may be based on, I agree with Michelle, on different things at different times. And political alliance marriages, I mean, you can listen to Michelle, but don't be talking about Michelle, Barack, go, go. Don't be saying that because you, you don't know what they shit is. Okay. They shit is very different from yours. Matter of fact, it's times I look at Michelle and Barack and they look like they ain't been together in months. These motherfuckers telling y'all to stay together for 30 years. Them motherfuckers probably ain't seen each other in three years. They like, shit, oh, damn, Barack, what's up? <laughs> Celebrities and political marriages, different shit, girl, okay? But you can look. There was some good guidance in there about in terms of looking at marriages more than just uh, romantic goals, Okay. I mean, you know, you could be in love. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Love is love is you think, but sometimes that's a you know, because you know when you in you getting when some of y'all be getting in relationships like the, the, the certain people like you just got love, 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 and they don't do shit for you. They just mean to you and they just dissing you and they just you know the. And you can say, I'm in love, though. I'm in love. You can treat me like a dog. You treat me through these fucking freaking so fun. And the penis is so good. I just don't want to. No, uh-uh. That ain't thing. And you're in a man, this person, and the person in there just dragging you, just dragging you. I am for love and all these things, but I want people to understand. It's so funny because I've talked to some young girls out here today. I was talking to a young girl the other day in school, and she just was, I was like, shit, these little girls are savage. Right? These girls are 
she was like, I haven't given my boyfriend a five-year payment. She's a beautiful blonde girl. I said, oh, bitch, you're going to get your five-year. If, if, if he don't, I, he's on his third year now. I'm getting ready to graduate next year. And, you know, I need to know what are you going to be doing? How are you going to stabilize your for 21, 22, 21, 22? Because I'm not going to waste my time. I said, oh. And the, the guy that was we were all talking, I said, and the other guy said, well, like, is it just about money to, to you? She said, no, but it's a very important factor, and I need to know where he's going in his career. He needs to have some drive. You know, I'm not going to spend years waiting for somebody's drive to kick in. I need to see where you're going. I was like, bitch, And she was like, what do you think, Keisha? You know, cause she's asking me because I'm a more mature woman. I'm sitting up here like, damn. <laughs> and I had just done this audition, and in this audition, I had this monologue where these, we were, they were talking about the same thing, this particular uh, story, this short monologue I was reading, and the woman said about her mother, that her mother had married her father, and her mother's hands were so messed up and everything just from working, and she said, look what love done to me, look what love done to me, and all I could hear was that line going through my head. I was like, bitch, you got it down. I ain't mad at you. That sounds good. That sounds like good idea. I was talking about that being like you were 22. <laughs> Listen, I had even another little, my lone and my younger girlfriend who broke up with a guy. Like, she's like, who was not moving, who was not financially not just financially, but mentally, these little girls was on a different tip. I was like, shit. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fabulous to have that kind of, like, absoluteness and firmness and not be so moved by, like, the romanticism of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is wow shit. I mean, in the era of twin flames, you know when you when you see when you meet and we have a like you know a lot of y'all having twin flame experiences and stuff, and you meet the twin flames. Some of y'all be married and shit, and we'll be wrecking folks. Like, in the era of twin flames, I mean, I mean. These girls wouldn't even fuck with a twin flame. They say, fuck a twin flame. They can't get their shit together. These little girls is that deep. Twin flames are going to be non existent in 20 years the way these little girls talk. <laughs> they, gonna be, they don't have, they savages. <laughs> they savages. They like to, he's got, uh, a couple of three. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's got a. I have a trajectory. I need him to be. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's several like this in these streets. It's generation. It's a disease. Shit. Them little people. Them little helpers. They count coins. They count coins in careers. They ain't playing out here. Shit. I better put Generation Z. I learned a lot. Maybe you need to have a seminar and some of us old ladies need to sit in <laughs> and see what we miss. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a whole nother world. I'm like, shit, if I got signal in these streets again, I'm coming to your ass. 
shit for some counseling. She, you trying, you trying to come to me for some counseling? I don't even know. What to say. I didn't know what to say to that because it was so absolute, so hypergamous. Like I was like, Whoa. love wasn't nowhere in the like love was like there, but she's like, I yeah, I love him, but you know that's not. I've got things to go, people to see, places to be, and I'm not going to be held up. Plus, I want to have. I may want to have a couple of kids. I'm not going to be waving around so he gets his kids. Like, this is cold. Wow. I had one chick tell me that she's well to do. Got it going on. Okay? She said she is straight with prenup agreement. She said, hey, she talked, I got a career going. You're going to have to pay for these babies. Said, oh, Lord, it's a mercy. You're going to have to pay for some babies. If I'm going to use my body for babies, it's like Beyonce out here. You're going to have to sign it right here. How much is baby going to cost me? Shit. Ooh, it's a cold little girl. These little girls are cold. they different. Look, it's another world. They said, bitch, you got to pay for these. I had a little girl talk to me about this. She's well, too. Nice. Got it going on. Said, I've got to be a part of the contract. Kids don't come. Uh, Kids, um, that's not free. Because her man was well to do. She's like, that's not free to have. And I said, be smart, bitch. So I thought that's like, gave her a high five. Come on, ain't shit. I can do with that. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's a new world out here, okay? So these little girls, they get the Michelle Obama talk, okay? Okay, y'all. We got to the end of the show. I'm going to have to have a part two to get to this other stuff that we got to talk about. We got a whole lot more to talk about. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week and listening to me go on about all this crap and stuff that I'm talking about. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to try to have one more show before Thanksgiving. If I don't, happy Thanksgiving. You know I'm going to be coming back for the Christmas music, okay? So y'all have a good one. Let's move out with one of my favorite songs. I just want to stop. Gina Vanelli, I'll be back after the break to just say a little bit, okay? I'm out, you guys. See ya. of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. Hey, what's up, y'all? Long time. All right. So, listen, you can hit me up on Twitter on C Chatwood Show, Carlotta72 on my Twitter account. You can also hit me up on um, Instagram, Carly's underscore Galaxy. 
But the best place is the Carlisle Chatwood Facebook page. That's where a lot of y'all message me or if you'd like to see something on the show or if you didn't like something I said or something. <laughs> you guys are free to message me on the Carlisle Chatwood Facebook page. Oh, and, uh, you know, remember, I haven't said this in a while, but become a member of Black Talk Radio. Black Talk Radio is a great place to get your listener. Great, uh, lots of great podcasts on here, and it, they'll inform you every every time that I come on. And y'all know I be coming on at random times, okay? So listen, you guys, we I am going to try my best before the holiday to do a part two because we got so much other stuff. I don't know if I I think it was something else I had to talk to you, some other um, stuff I wanted to talk to you guys about, and I didn't get to. So we're going to try, I'm going to try to have a part two and we'll try to make that short. I'll try to make that the short show. I was supposed to have a short show tonight. Look, look at this, look at this. I'm three hours on me. Damn. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. I know y'all cooking. I know y'all busy, all of that. Oh, it's my first time. I'm not going to be at home in a while in Kansas City because I just came from home like a few weeks ago. So but I will be home, God bless, for Christmas. So, Sonny, I'll be home for Christmas. I like this one. You can count on me. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try to be home for Christmas. But have a wonderful holiday with your family. I'm going to try to have a show on before the holiday, before Thanksgiving begins, you know, so I can play my Christmas music. I know how I love Christmas songs and stuff like that. So we look for part two this week. Hopefully I will be doing part two, okay? Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, Monday tomorrow, okay? Let's leave out with, uh, what's the leave out with? Um, Let's leave out with Back to Your Heart, Lindsay Webster. Webster. I'm out. See y'all. Every day.